Yeah, bud. Yeah, buddy. Rolling like a big shot. Yeah, man. Welcome, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. With me, as always, is the one and only Darius the Drunk. You boots. Yeah. This show is uh, brought to you by Hawkeye Vodka. Are you having problems losing weight? Can't force yourself to throw up? <laughs> Worry no more. Dude. <laughs> Do you need people to look attractive that normally aren't? Hawkeye Vodka it is. Hangover's not bad enough. Try Hawkeye Vodka. I am Boss Tuna, and welcoming our friends back, episode 11. Uh, I feel like we just were in here recording, and it's because we were. Yeah, and like the last seven was like a month we took off. Yeah, it's weird. It's been like a week exactly, hasn't it? Or wait, no, today's Thursday. Yeah. It's Tuesday the last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both start with T's. Basically pretty, the same pretty, day. And they end a day, so That's I always get confused. <laughs> um, we, we're back on track. We're we're going to record basically three weeks in a row so we can get back on our schedule. Um, so we got this episode here. What's the date today? The tw- 13th. And then we're going to record next week. We'll have these out by Christmas. And then... I think because we've got a pretty busy January coming up, so we're gonna we're just gonna spill a bunch of episodes all over your oh, guys' yeah. face at once, and then we're gonna have to take a well, couple weeks off probably with all the busyness in January. Prepare for a year end, which I'm super excited for. Well, it'll be in January we release the the year end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the second week or so, the, second or third week. The top January. 2018 right. movies. Maybe to to hold each other accountable, we should tell everybody right now what our goal for 2018 watches is. So then if we don't do that, we look like assholes to all of our listeners. That's a lot of pressure. My goal... Well, or a goal for release date? Yeah, or? yeah for... Well, I mean, we're doing a, a top 2018 movie. So I okay. my goal is to watch 55 2018 horror movies. That's my goal. Uh, okay, so I've probably watched close to 
30 something. Well, that's easily doable then. But Christmas break. On my list of ones I want to cut down to 10, I'm probably I probably watch like over that. You but probably, I probably got like 20 on my list that I'm going to try to cut out 10 of them so far. I don't understand what you're saying right now. So we're doing the top 10 list. Yeah. How, how many Okay, so I've watched a lot of 2018 movies, but yeah. most of them aren't going to make my list. Oh, but right yeah. now I've cut it down to 20. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I, I'm saying how many 2018 movies are you going to watch to make your list? Oh, 55. I'm, I'm going to try to watch 55. Is fine. Yeah, all right. Are we going to put out our whole list? Maybe maybe on the Facebook page we can put out our whole list. Right, right. But we'll do something fun with that as well. So this is episode 11, uh, our Christmas-themed episode. I hope you guys like that intro. Was, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, you, you did that yourself too. On the, I did. The grand piano you have here in your garage. It's not grand, but... Next to your snowmobile. It's not grand, but yeah. Um, we are covering Black Christmas, the OG, of course, and Krampus, the 2015 one. Um, the segment we'll cover at the end, uh, of today's show, that's going to be Drunk Darius's deep dive. Uh, we're going to hop into our discussion topic shortly here. First thing we'll do is introduce the beer. Uh, we are drink. I feel like we drank something like this recently. I, I, I noted it. It's another fruity beer, but it's like the only kind of IPA they had there. Uh, it's called a pineapple leche by back pocket brewing. And that is in our uh, back backyard of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. IPA. Mm-hmm. You know my body. It's a milkshake. So it's a milkshake IPA. Which what? I don't know. How that's that that why is. it's got that creamy. Is milk. that what leche means? No, I don't. I don't know about leche, but milkshake means that they put like lactose in. I think to give it that kind of creamy thing. I don't know. That's a, that's that's above my pay grade skeptic. to know that kind of stuff. It's it's good. It's it's not like you're drinking some kind of you know hard apple cider kind of thing yeah it's pretty good i like it it's um it's it's, it's like an apa with a little bit of a different after kick yeah it's it's i'm pretty sure it's a lactose from that that makes it that creamy and i taste a lot of vanilla in it too check it out follow us on untapped i rated it a 3.25 out of 5 not bad. Uh, let's let's hop into horror happenings. Um, I've got three. Drunk Darius, you have what one or two? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a couple um, short ones. Well, I got two short ones and one longer one. We kind of talked about my longer one last week. See if you remember. Okay. Uh, but my short one is 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 um, obviously Boss Tuna is, should be synonymous with uh, zombies because it's my favorite. But the World War Z game has been getting a lot of buzz. There's no release date yet. It just says 2019 release. Uh, but they're, they they recently had a trailer that talked about the six classes you can um, use. It looks sweet. It's a third-person game it, where you just shoot piles and piles and piles of zombies. I mean, it, it looks like mindless fun. Is it PS4 only? No, I think it's PS4 and, and uh, that other crappy game system that's out there. I forget. Okay, so I know you've seen the movie, which I didn't like. You liked. Have you read the book? Of course, Max Brooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I read it. Uh, the second short one I have is Peter Jackson. Um, he's doing 4K restorations on his first four movies. Excuse me. Which Peter he's, Jackson is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right? but he's originally 
horror known movie. for horror. Yeah, like, like Dead Alive. Fucked up horror movie. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so he's. I don't know if if he's just kind of you know. He's got money to play he's, around. He's now. just wetting the tip a little bit before he gives us the whole shebang as far as uh, some horror news. But 4K restorations, all, all once those come out, I'll pick a, pick a few of those up as well. So I'm I'm hoping he gets back into horror and like directs some movies. So that's what I got with my two. What do you got? Uh, so I got some shining news. Ooh, Nick Cage has been cast as Jack Torrance. No, but oh, I, dang it. I just saw he. Uh, he just filmed some new horror movie. He said it's the craziest acting experience he's ever been in, which is weird because Mandy just yeah, came out. I haven't seen that yet. So uh, you haven't seen Mandy yet? No, I, it's it's on my list. It's on my short list, dude. I I think you'll like it. Um, well, we already said Shining Two is coming out, but The Shining, what is it called? It just got inducted to the National Film Registry. Which means it is culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant to wow. the United States. Which as it should be because it's uh he it's sitting at the top of a lot of top tens out there. Right for not, for not not only just horror movies. I mean, it's a bad movie, but it depicts how oh, he gosh. faked the moon landing, and I think that's the real significance behind it. Okay, <laughs> you're cut off. What else you got? Well, I got a top 10 list from a website of 2018 movies. All right. Oh, you're going to wait. You're going to read a top 10 2018 list? Well, I was just going to give a few that I wasn't expecting to be on it. On like, All right. Uh, top 10. Well, I kind of gave you guys this little spoiler last week, but I found something cool. Uh, it says 13 movie stars who got their start in horror. And the first one was Jennifer Aniston. Yep. Drunk Darius picked that one out. Do you remember what movie it was? Oh, Ah, not Children of the Corn. What is it? Um, the new one just came out like this week. I know this movie. Dude. Somebody took me gold. Oh, Leprechaun? Yeah. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Any guess on that one? Scream? Mm, there is a Scream one on here. Uh, no, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. This one's easy. Kevin Bacon. Uh, uh, Friday the 13th. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Not too familiar um, with this one. She's a child's play. Nope. Chucky. Creepers slash Phenomena. Oh. Johnny Depp. This is an easy one. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. This was uh, digging deep. Sleepers? Critters I 3. I don't know shit. I just heard a new Critters is coming out too. Oh, that'd be sweet. Uh, this one made me chuckle a little bit. Clint Eastwood. And if you know how many kids he has, he also goes by Clint Eastwood. You'll never get this one. Is Revenge that, of the Creature. I thought that was going to be the one where he died and came back. And like he was a zombie cowboy, murdered a bunch of people. Oh, is that part of the Fistful of Dollars? Probably, I don't know. I'm not, I have Pale Rider. I have no idea. Uh, John Goodman and Chud. Wow, they're gonna say Roseanne. <laughs> yep. <laughs> here's a here's another shocker. Um, Tom Hanks. The Burbs. Close. Well, actually, not really. It's way before that. He <laughs> knows you're alone. 
Man, I don't know any of these movies. Here's here's one too that I guess uh, uh, this one was pretty cool. Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. We covered a movie in this series previously. Dazed and confused. What? I don't know. On our on our podcast. I know. I was just joking. That's <laughs> scary. Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. Oh, is that the second one? No, this one's that's that's. Not the second one. This one, this next generation came on the 90s. Uh, John Travolta in The Devil's Reign. I've never heard of that. Michelle Williams in Species. And that's it. Who's the big names on Michelle, there. is she the species? Mm, I don't know. No. I don't know. That's all I got for Horror Happenings. You, you got your top 10? Well, I guess I can go through the whole top 10 if you did. Well, of course. Hey, this is from uh, theringer.com. Number 10 is Cam. Have you seen it? No, but I have seen it on a few lists already so far. Yeah, I've heard. It's on Netflix. I heard it. Oh, it is? I'm pretty sure. It's about a Cam girl, and I don't know, someone starts murdering people yeah, around her or something. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to have to check it out because I've, I've seen it on Someone a few just lists. reviewed it. Someone took over her. Started posting as her, and it looks just like her. And they're like walking through her house and stuff, and she doesn't know how. Hmm. The Open House on Netflix. I thought that got terrible reviews, but I know what's yeah, going on. I didn't about. like it either, but it got number nine. Summer of 84, which is good. Mm-hmm. The Ritual's good. Halloween's good. Unfriended Dark Web at number five. Uh, stretch. What? Stretch. What? Yeah. I want to put Halloween. that in my top like thirty. Yeah, I haven't even seen it, but I already. I mean, it. I don't want to see it. I guess so. I, I have can't. to see it because I saw the first one. So the first one was so bad. Oh, I heard this one was okay. Uh, Overlord. Yep. Mandy. At number three. A Quiet Place at number two. Hereditary at number one. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna have Hereditary number one. Yeah. I might go against the grain just cause. Oh, don't do that. Don't play that game. Oh, it's, I'm not going to say anything right now. But. Anything else for horror happenings? Are you writing down the timestamps there, dog? No, it's a good call. Yeah. Someone's got to keep this train rolling. Um, I guess we'll just move into the discussion topic this week. Which is? I felt like we had talked about this before. I had, I had a really weird case of deja vu about a half hour ago. I'm like freaking out. I was like, wait a second here. But we didn't. We just never need but to we, talk we, again. We, we kind of, my... yeah, we kind of talked about it, but I don't know when or whatever. But um, the discussion topic this week is uh, your top horror phobias slash and or, you know. Genre. Well, like. If you were forced to live a horror movie, right. what is the last one you'd want to live? Exactly. For lack of a better description. So, I guess I'll give you the honors. Okay, so movie specifically? No, no, not movie, but just like... Right, right. Well, I mean, Genre. I guess you could use movie or like scenario or something. Yes. Uh, Open for interpretation. So, what's that Ryan Reynolds one where he's buried alive? Buried. Yeah, fuck that one. But obviously, I think Human Centipede and Hostel would be the worst ones. Like, I that would be yeah. the worst. I think Slasher... 
would still suck. Obviously, anything's going to suck. But I think it'd be the most fun if you live, if you knew the rules of the slasher, which there have been many yeah. movies that have came out like this. I'll then play you can survive. I'll play devil's ad. I, I will say the one with Barry. Oof. I don't, I That's rough. I don't know if That's rough. watched it. But I'll, I'll play devil's advocate with um, Human Centipede and like the Hostel. As far as it's easy to watch those movies and find holes in it, as far as just putting yourself in a bad situation. Hostel might be a little different because we've all been there, done that in college where, you know, I mean, let's face it, those chicks in Hostel are way hot and I probably would have done, drank, ate anything they put in front of me. And then you kind of wake up and you're like, okay. But, you know, you're always like, I'm always looking for a way out or something. So I felt like... It's more unlikely. Or you think you could have... You way got out of there before it happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess Hostel is actually a really good one. And I, I didn't think of that one. But I, I... Even after thinking about it, I still... I just feel like the punishment is so bad. The yeah. torture. That movie does such a good job as far as just making your skin crawl. Yeah. Uh... And then, well, I think the scariest one would be like a demon, a demonic possession. Because yep. everything else, anything human, you got a shot. You know, yep. you might be slim, but with a demon, you don't know what the fuck to do. You can't. I mean, watch. That's why they keep making paranormal activity movies. Mm-hmm. Shit works. Yeah, I don't know. It's effective. I think maybe you could figure it out somehow, but. You had no chance. Yeah. What do you What are you thinking? So for mine, I'm I'm kind of on the same path as you, I guess. Yeah. So I guess the ones I'm not too afraid of would be, you know, the ones like a slasher or right. some kind of murderer, or serial killer, or something like that. But like I said last week, we are big dudes, mm-hmm. so we're not. No. I mean, you know. Yeah. So the one that really gets me is is and it's funny because uh, I think on the twenty two shots Facebook page there we were there was kind of a thread that was slightly talking about this, but the scariest ones are the ones I would not want to be any part of are the ones I have no control over, and I feel like I've talked about this before in one way or the other, but that's the ones where. Um, you know, kind of like you said with like possession or demons, but I think yeah. ultimately for me, it's like space. I think, I think I do have to say that oh, space yeah. is where it's at. And, and I can relate this to movies that are not horror, such as uh, like Apollo 13 or uh, Gravity. Have you seen those two? I've seen Apollo 13. Man. Oh, you got to watch Gravity. It's it like the like ultimate, trash. like, I mean, it's. Gravity is a good movie, but it does such a good job as far as just making you feel helpless. Like space phobia. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, there's nothing. I mean, you're you're fucked. Right. There's there's no one to help you. I mean, it's, I just, I mean, just thinking about it. Like, if I were to just, like, kind of sit back and, like, kind of get lost in a, in a, in a daze or a zone, like, I would freak through. myself out just thinking about the vastness of space. I mean. You couldn't do a water tank. Actually, no, I can do the water tank stuff. And, and yeah. I mean, that's different. Like, I, I'm not claustrophobic or or anything like that. I have yeah. no problem with, you know, water and stuff. But it's just like, you, you know, you're you're tethered to a spaceship and right. you're working on it. And all of a sudden your tether lets loose. I wonder if there's ever that been happened. an astronaut that's been lost this space. I don't know. 
The Probably. Gun, they just, just they don't just say float anything. it off. I mean, every everybody when they're they're a kid, they want to be an astronaut. And yeah. if you heard about fucking astronauts that are just floating around out there, you probably wouldn't have too many kids wanting to be an astronaut. I mean, I'm sure the Russians probably have a few floating. Out yeah. There. Right. Yeah. Those. those uh, so the movies that kind of really hit home like that are. And I will say the exact opposite of the space is like underwater, like um, uh, sphere. And then, oh, what's the abyss? You ever seen the abyss? I don't believe As a so. kid, that freaked me out. That was a really good one. But I mean, it's the exact same thing. Just rather than space, you're, you know, a mile underwater, crushing pressure. But yeah, those, those space ones like Event Horizon or Alien, Aliens, you know, those... What is it? Um, Ghosts of Mars, I think. Yeah. Ghosts of Mars. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some good ones out there. Um, what year is Event Horizon? Ninety-seven, I think. Damn. So I've never seen it. I was gonna maybe think of as an older movie, but it's much newer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's mine. Um, Anything else to add before we uh, uh, break down? Breaker Breaker 1 9. Um, well, I guess. No, I'm going to take a break. Oh. All right. Sorry, everybody. Boss Tuna had to take a shit break. <laughs> God, you beat me to the joke. <laughs> I know you always that's, do. That's one of the eight pee breaks, uh, Drunk Darius. Yeah, I usually cut out like five of them. <laughs> All right. First feature review is Drunk Darius's movie Black Christmas. That's right. The OG. Uh this one is 1974 rated R clocks in at 98 minutes. This one got what grade on the B? I'm going to say 6. 7.2. I feel like they give way more credit to the old movies. Yeah, you're probably right. Because the context you know, these, of the these, time. Well, these douchey, you know, millennial, whatever, they probably don't waste their time watching these old movies. It's just the, you know, the older people in the classics. That's probably way off. Are, are you a millennial? <laughs> are you trying to throw know. shade? I might be or, I might be on the cusp. Um, cuz I think it's what 1980, something like that. I don't know. Like yeah, I think so. Uh, well, well, Rotten Tomatoes. What are we coming in at? You think? Eighty-five, seventy percent. Oh, so yeah. what was IMDb? Seven point two. It was higher than. Uh, it was weird. That's usually the other way around. Yeah. This was directed by Bob Clark, who most should recognize and know. Um, obviously, he's probably. While we're on the Christmas theme, he's probably most notable for directing A Christmas Story. Uh, but he's also uh, done Porky's, and he's got some horror cred in Dead of Night. This was written by Roy Moore. Um, really, the only other notable movie he wrote was The New Black Christmas. But I couldn't find if he actually wrote it or else if they just said, you know, based Slashed off the screen. Yeah, it. based yeah. off the screenplay from the 74, which, I mean, he might have. Um, but, well, it's neither here nor there. So this was starring Olivia Hussey. Uh, she's got some 
pretty considerable horror cred. I mean, she was in Cycle 4. She was in uh, It. Uh, many more other movies, but not as much. Is she the British girl? I think she was... Um, Jess? Jess, yeah. She was either Jess. Yeah, I think she was Jess. Jess or, or Barb. Oh, I'm getting mixed up. I'm I assuming Jess. 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 I think she was Jeff. She, she was the main. She was Jeff. Yep. Je- <laughs> Jess. Um, Keir D'Elia. Uh, he was Peter. He's got 86 film creds. Nothing really. Yeah, you know, whatever. Oh, Margot Kidder was was uh, Barb. That's what it was. So, yeah. So, Olivia Hussey was Jess. Uh, and then Margot Kidder was uh, Barb. She was in a lot. She was actually pretty. She was pretty hot. So, you know, obviously her looks carried her for a little bit. She has 136 film credits. She's been in a lot. Most notable is the Superman movies. She was Lois Lane. Some horror cred, too. She was in uh, Amityville Horror. And she was also in Rob Zombie's H2. And then this one has one of my favorite underrated, uh, underappreciated horror actors, and that's John Saxon. Do you know what movie he was in that we had talked about already? Uh, what character was he in this? He was uh, Lieutenant Fuller. He was the cop detective. Okay. Um, no, I don't It was know. not a feature review. It was a zombie gem of the week. It was the original one, Death uh, House. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the colonel in that. But he's he's been in a bajillion things for horror, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, uh, New Nightmare, and then obviously Zombie Death House. So uh, there, there's been a few other... Well, obviously, there's a few other actors in that. The only other one, I guess, I could have pointed out, and I forgot her name. I think it was Marion something. She played Phil. Um, she was in the new remake of, what do you call it? I think she was the house mother in the new Black Christmas. Was she the house mother in this one? Too? No, 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 no. Phil. She played Phil. She was the curly-haired glasses. Oh, I wrote her down as Curly Sue. Curly Sue, <laughs> yeah. So she... she was I think she was a house mother in the new one. So, um, I couldn't find anything too interesting as far as trivia on this one, but this is Steve Martin's all-time favorite movie. So he worked with Olivia Hussey on a film, and um, the first time they met, he was like, "Oh, you're in my favorite movie," and she thought it was Romeo and Juliet. And he's all yeah. like, "No, you know, Black Christmas." This is typical for a movie of this kind i guess you know very similar to a lot of other movies that we've talked about in that yeah. this movie did not really get its cred until later on it, it, it kind of started out as just an average movie but it became a cult classic so right um you know a lot of the actors in it were were not expecting it to be what it was um this was written to have more graphic kills and they they kind of took them out so yeah i see that that's rated a, r it, mm-hmm. it's mostly just maybe cursing yeah um, not much. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised. I mean, it really. Yeah, I, I was surprised. That the One kills of those directors cut out there we watch probably. Probably, uh, but that's funny because remember that when we talk about our next movie. But it okay. was written to have more graphic kills, but they took them out. It was originally titled "Stop Me," which I'm glad they didn't use that. Black Christmas is way better. Um, I read something that at first they didn't want it to be called Black Christmas because the producers were afraid that people were gonna think it was a black exploitation movie so right it's not get out yeah right <laughs> uh this is also uh elvis's favorite movie elvis so elvis and steve when martin did elvis die i don't know could have been long after this yeah 
we'll say not too long after this. Um, and then one thing I thought they did pretty good, they used fake snow, but they did a good job as far as making it seem like it was winter. Yeah, I bought um, it. And cold out. So what do you got? Anything before we got get into uh, this? A couple things. A little late for horror happenings, but uh, you said a new nightmare. Mm-hmm. The poster for the new uh, Jordan Peele movie came out. It's called Us, I think. It's not the Candyman one? No, it's, it's really? a different one. And say. on the, the, just the art, the poster, it's like a knife. And over it looks like a, someone's holding it and they have a glove on. Or they're holding scissors and they're wearing red. And the top, title on top says something about a new nightmare. So people are like theorizing that maybe it's like a different spin on Nightmare on Elm Street. But also this movie, John Carpenter almost... I think he pretty much admitted to ripping this movie off for Halloween. Oh, Black Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pouring drunk Darius is a little bit behind, so I'm rushing him to get the cup so I can pour another. Uh, it's so cold. It's so cold. <laughs> another cup. All right. I said wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Yeah, but that's all I got. This is basically the inspiration for Halloween. More people know Halloween than know this movie. I think uh, it's because... I mean, I really think it's because of that score. That that set Halloween apart from everything else. Oh, the Halloween score? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, but I can see... Like, you see through the killer's eyes a lot in this, and, like, heavy breathing. That's actually, that is so funny that you wrote that down, because literally the next two points I was going to talk about was POV cam and mouth breathing. Yeah, and then Friday the 13th went and stole from that, and then every other slasher after that did. So Black Christmas really should be credited a lot for groundbreaking slasher phase. Yeah, groundbreaking. But, yeah, that's all I got. All right, let's get into it. All right, so the movie starts at a sorority house, and they're having some kind of Christmas party, I would say. It's all decorated for Christmas. All the boys are there. So this is assuming it's the day before Christmas Eve, or is it Christmas Eve? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, And then we see, from the killer's point of view, he's outside kind of watching the party, like... Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it was, I mean, I don't know if because I was looking for it, but the, like you said, the POV cam and, and um, you know, the heavy breathing, I mean, that had to have been. Yeah, which now we've all seen it a thousand times before. Yeah, but back when this then, came out, it was probably. Yeah. And like, this is also a whodunit type of thing. So we, we can see through the killer's eyes, but we can't see who the killer is. Yeah. You get a couple of glimpses at him later on in the movie. Yeah. Like a shadowy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...of his yeah. face. And you can see his hair pretty clearly, so... Uh, he climbs up some... Not vines, but... Lattice. Is that what it's called? Yeah. He climbs it up into the attic. Yeah. That, that, it did a really good job as far as kind of cutting back and forth. I, I really did, like... I noticed, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about 
filmmaking or any of that kind of stuff. But when it's really good, I know when it's really good. And I thought they did a really good job as far as cutting back and forth and the cinematography of like scenes and certain shots. And, you know, I feel like this is one of the first ones where, you you know, like later in the movie when it's like zooming in on uh, Barb's face when she's getting killed. And then it shoots back down in the same scene to like the guy knocking on the door. I mean, it does a really good job as far as like tying those two things together. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Letting the audience know what's going on, but not mm-hmm. the people in the movie. Yeah. So like we know they're in danger, but they are oblivious to it. Yeah. I think that's. It did a. Re- I mean, it was a really well done movie for sure. I mean, that Bob Clark. He's a stud, man. He's a stud. Yeah. So, the, the killer sneaks down through the attic, and he sees is it Barb on the phone? Yeah, she's on the phone with her mom or something. But then the den house. No, she doesn't come there. The den mom. She's you remember when she was talking to her mom? I thought that was kind of an interesting conversation. Did you hear what she saying. called her mom? Uh-uh. She called her mom a gold-plated whore. Yeah, Barb is a very vulgar she's, mouth. Yeah. She's the kind of girl that's really fun to party with. Yeah. But yeah. She's she real would hip, make hip good lives. Yeah. She, she is very good at being a stereotypical little sorority hooker but you know she, yeah so she she tells all the guys they gotta leave so all the guys are slowly leaving we see the killer watching barb from right up the stairs uh phone rings and barb answers it, i think she's like guys quiet it's it's a guy again and we see like a bunch of gibberish it's hard to decipher because it switches yeah. from like pig noises to like sounds like a little girl and then some yeah. crazy guy just like <laughs> really weird stuff. It's pretty crazy. But the craziest part about it was how vulgar. I was surprised. I did not expect that. I mean, that would be vulgar in today's standards, but oh. in the seventies, he's like, I wanna lick your cunt. I wanna eat your cunt. I wanna eat your yeah. yeah. Um, that was I was like, holy fuck, that's... I think they got <laughs> something in the Exorcist, like that, like, your mother sucks cocks in hell, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty... I was like, damn. That's why I was a little disappointed when it came to the kills, because I was, you know, after that, I was like, oh, shit, this movie's going balls out. And Which, then, I mean, that was, like, that was like the roughest, harshest part of the movie was that 30-second phone call. It really makes and then it came down quite a bit afterwards. The cuts that they made. I'm yeah. sure there's a director's cut. Oh, yeah. There. There's got to be some some pretty funny. I, I don't know. if I, I guess it'd be interesting to see. I'm assuming they added that, like, post-production. But still, like, I don't know. I mean, if I, they, yeah. they, if you're doing that on the phone, it'd probably be some pretty funny cuts or some. Uh, yeah. But all the, all the girls are listening. They're just like, oh, I get this all the time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, not taking it serious. Yep. Uh, so the guys are gone, and then there's a crazy lady knocking at the door's presence. It's the dead mother. And this lady has stashes of alcohol oh, everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> and it's the exact same kind, too. I was trying to figure out what it was. I don't know it what was. it was. I feel like it was brandy. Yeah, I was going to say, it looked like some kind of brandy or something. But, yeah. I mean, in books, in toilets. <laughs> it's like, are you really that concerned? She's like, going through the library. B for book. Like, do you have to hide it that bad? I guess yeah, I was going to say, she's got her own room. Like, you'd think you could just put it in, like, a I doubt the sorority sisters are going to be digging through your panty drawer. You well, know? I don't know why the sorority sisters give a shit. I understand if, like, the parents are over, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's like you, it's a lot of work to go through and she like lifts the toilet seat up yeah, or the yeah. back of the toilet is <laughs> hanging in there. Anyways, that comes up a few times. I don't know. It never really pays off. I think. Oh, just... and then the worst part was is like she just got done brushing her teeth, and then she took a swig of brandy to rinse. That that just seems so disgusting. Yeah, it's ketchup, man. You know? Ugh. Brushing teeth with a bottle of Jack. Well, maybe if you don't use <laughs> toothpaste, but that's just a really disgusting combo. But whatever. I know. I know. Who am I to tell an alcoholic how to drink? Right. Ah. Uh. So then Claire goes up to her room. Just one of the sorority girls, Claire. She goes up to her room. The most innocent one, too. Yeah, she seems so... She does seem very innocent compared to the rest of them. Which that is like... The virgin dies first. Right, which is against the whole slasher theme that this movie started. Yeah. Well, Halloween kind of started it, but Halloween stole off of this movie. Yeah. But anyways, all the other girls are laughing, joking around downstairs. Uh, we see the killer looking at her from the closet. Well, I mean, we assume it's the killer. We don't know yet, but it's the killer. He's looking through, like, plastic bags. I don't know yeah. if people just wrap their clothes I, in plastic yeah. bags. I don't know if that's a thing still. Or, like, if you, like, maybe take it to the dry cleaning. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a plastic dry bag. bag. I don't really don't know. So she... Here's a noise or something. I think it was goes, Claude, the cat. Oh, yeah. Claude, Claude? is a little shit in this Claude. movie. Claude gets a lot of people killed. Goddamn cat. <laughs> so she goes looking for Claude, or she thinks Claude's in the closet, and then next thing we see, once she gets there, her face gets wrapped in that plastic, and she presumably dies. If she would have seen a few more horror movies, she would have realized all you do is take your... Uh Take your uh, finger, pop it in your mouth, boom, and you can breathe. Test the wind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess her hands weren't tied. Yep. All right. Break time real quick. Okay. Allie texted me. I got to go. And we're back with their Boss Tuna's third shit break. Oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So after Claire gets, uh, I don't know what you call it, suffocated. Yeah. You see, he somehow, like, is able to drag her dead, limp body up, up that awkward ladder yeah, into the attic. it's a ladder to the attic. Yeah, stairs. that'd be tough. That'd be like, I don't even know how you would do it. Because that hole is so small, it's not like you could sling her over your shoulder. Yeah, the dead man mother can't even squeeze through it. Like yeah. <laughs> how the hell does he, I don't know, he, he, without making noise either for everyone else. But... He somehow gets her up there and, and wraps that plastic around her face, puts her in a rocking chair, and has, positions her so she can look out the window. Yeah, and we keep seeing... I will say it is a pretty creepy sight of her, like... With the bag, open. like, sucked into her mouth. Yeah. He keeps playing with her body, like, yep. talking to her. Like, we yep. keep getting cuts of that the whole movie. But, yes. Uh... Den mother drinks some more booze. Phone rings again. It's Peter asking for Jess, mm-hmm. which is our main protagonist. And Jess is like, oh, I need to talk to you, but I can't say it over the phone. Can we meet somewhere? Blah, blah, blah. They said meet somewhere. Den mother drinks some more booze. Uh-huh. 
They go to check on Claire. They can't find her. Keep, we see her dead in the attic again. Then an old guy is walking the streets and he gets pegged the snowball right in his glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. I was trying to figure out exactly what happened with that because all of a sudden someone runs up and then the guy like apologizes like he was the one apparently that smoked him with a snowball. No, it was like uh, the frat. So sororities and fraternities have, like, brothers and sisters. So, like, it was their brother frat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, he, you know, he was glasses. watching some kids or something. He was in charge of the kids that threw the ball, the snowball Oh, out. okay. So that's why okay. he came and apologized. I gotcha. But... Yeah, yeah he, the, he runs over, picks his glasses up He's for like, him. yeah, I'm so sorry. It's hard to keep him in control or whatever. And find out this old guy is Claire's dad and he can't get a hold of his daughter so that's why he's in town looking for her, right? He's looking for Yeah, her. I was trying to figure out how or why because, I mean, she'd only been dead for like probably eight, ten hours at this point, so... I wasn't sure if it was because he couldn't find her because he was supposed to meet her. Oh, wait a second. I think I think we did miss something before. Like he was supposed to meet her at the train station or something like that. Yeah. At eight o'clock or whatever. That's what, okay. That's what it was. Yep. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so they go to the sorority house, see the den ma- mother. Claire's not there. They can't find Claire. No one thinks to check the attic, but I don't know why she'd be in the attic, anyways. Uh. Next scene is Jess. Our main protagonist and her boyfriend, Peter, and she tells Peter that she's pregnant. Okay, so I did I did like this movie, but I was trying to figure out who the main... This was the first watch for this movie, I'll, I'll admit right yeah. now. This was my first time I've ever seen this movie, and it did a really good job in a couple areas as far as, as you know, there was kind of a whodunit with, with the killings, um, and I didn't know who the main protagonist was going to be. Like, I didn't think it was going to be Jess, and I was really pissed that it was because I hated her. Yeah. I wanted her to die. She was a horrible protagonist, and I had a lot of problems with her. Big one is, so we're at the scene now where basically you find out Peter is this big, um, you know, he's a music major. Pianist. Pianist, yes. He's a big penis. So she she goes (laughs) in on probably like one of the most important days of his career or whatever, she drops this bomb on him that not only is she pregnant, but she's going to abort the baby. And it's like the right. date or the the morning of the night where he's got his big, what do you call it? Audition. Audition, yeah. Thinking to, yep. I don't know, an orchestra or a school or something. So, something like that, yeah. The judge is coming to watch him. So but. she, like, I, w- I just, wa- I was like, you fucking twat. Like, why... First off, if you were going to, if, if you were 100% dead set going to abort a kid, why would you tell a guy? Right, just wait a day. <laughs> or, or just not even say anything because all that does is just like a huge freaking gut punch to a, you know, a guy if he doesn't have any kind of say into it. Like, I yeah. would want to know. I mean, it, well, it's hard to say, but I mean, if there's 0% chance of her changing her mind, all it is is it's going to, you know, haunt you for a while. So I was really pissed that she did that, especially on that big of a day for him. And then, like, I just couldn't stand her as far as a character. I, I did not like her at all. I think I think she's just uh, 
Well, I think Claire is probably the most normal, but she got killed off right away. But yeah. besides that... Phil was pretty normal, too. Yeah. But I think they just made Jess pretty normal, while the rest of them are kind of characters. So no. that's why they probably made her the main... Which, at the time, probably played well, but today we like surprises. Yeah. No, I, I was just really... She... I hated her. That whole... Her whole thing just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a touchy topic. Uh, so then Jess is alone at home. She gets another weird call saying weird shit, a bunch of different things. I will, I will say that that is no offense to women, but it's a typical. <laughs> My wife told me she was pregnant with our first on Super Bowl Sunday. So that made the game. It was actually about a quarter in to the game where she was all like, I got to tell you something. I'm like, oh, God, why would you tell me this now? Patriots and uh, Giants. Oh, the Giants won that game. You're a big Patriots fan, aren't you? Yep. No, you're not. I do. I I am. I love the Patriots. Tom Brady is like one of my all-time favorite players. But no, I just just thought that was because that reminded me of, of that moment, too. I was like, God, women pick the most opportune times to say they're pregnant. They don't choose when they get pregnant. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's there's better times than others to say, hey, yes. guess what? You're going to be a dad. We've got a bunch of people over and we're watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Your kids suck, though, too. So I understand. <laughs> no, God, let's move on with this. Uh, okay, so Claire's dad and her friends, Barb and Curly Sue. Phil. Phil. Curly Sue will work. Or at the cop shop saying, oh, she's missing. The cop's like, oh, it's probably just a runaway. You're freaking out. Or Officer Nash. God, this guy made me laugh, but he's such a fucking tool. He's a goon. Golly. Yeah. He's something else, man. He's something else. But that was kind of funny. I like his character. I think it... At first, you think all the cops are going to just be idiots, but then they get to the lieutenant. Fuller, yeah, and they're like actually pretty savvy. Yeah, when they get they make fun of that. I, I, I like this. I liked how they portrayed Nash, like his whole like his character. I don't know if you call it development, but throughout the movie was great. Yeah, especially when it comes in at the end, and he and you know, yes. his one thing is don't tell her he's in the house. <laughs> he's in the house. It's yeah, like you yeah. you that they totally built him just to be a just to be a moron. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. funny. But yeah, that was a good scene. So they're at the cop shop. Oh yeah, they're, they're and trying to get them to take them serious. And they ask Barb what their number is, and it's like F E five 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 Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> he had no idea. And then Nash is like, okay, okay. <laughs> like right so the call signs F E. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Felicia. Got it. Yep. And then everyone's looking for Claire. I will say, I, I was, I was, did you, was this your first watch of this movie? Too? Yes, yes. Were you thinking that Barb was going to be the killer? The protagonist? No. 
They told you. You didn't think that she'd be the protagonist no, at all. She's way too vulgar. Maybe at the start when she's sh- on the. Oh, phone. I thought for sure, like all the way through, when she, like because she went there and made a big stink at the police station. Yeah. Like I thought she was going to be the main protagonist until she got that unicorn stuck she, in her eyeball. She was too outrageous. No, I I, I loved her. She was great. She well, was, I mean, I liked her. Funny. I liked her character too, yeah. but I. She's too out there. You just got to be normal to be the protagonist. No. But there's another lady at the cop shop, and she can't find her 13-year-old daughter. And the cops are like, oh, I'm sure she's a runaway. I was surprised this came back. What? That they, yeah, that this. They tied it in? Yeah, they tied this in. I was surprised. Why Why would they even bring it up that we're going to tie it in? Well, some of the movies we watched lately, Joyride. Um, what? You know, I'm surprised. What? Okay. <laughs> then Claire's boyfriend comes into the cop shop, and he's pissed that they're not looking hard enough for her. And he was the goalie, right? Yeah, he was a hockey player. So yeah. He was a I was oh, watching. Kidding. God. That Did he have a mullet? No. Kinda. He had long hair. That, that made me laugh so hard. Like, God, goalies were so bad back then. I wish. But I, everything was worse. Why was he like, bad? If I could have had my skates... In like stick and whatever back then against like that goalie man we gotta talk about his jacket that's gotta be the best jacket I've seen in movie history what he jacket? rolls in you didn't notice the jacket dude it looked like he was about ready to go into like an early Prince video I mean this guy walks in with a full mink jacket on I mean, oh yeah 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 he looked it like looked a, like Cruella DeVille or something he looked like in. Ryan Fitzmagic after oh. that one game he's wearing <laughs> yeah. D-Jax's yeah jacket which is a lot of horror fans probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about yeah 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 he had a big old fur coat oh so you know you're stereotyping our fans that they're, they don't follow NFL I don't know we are, but no, I I agree. That was a good comparison. Yeah, he he rolls in wearing you know looking like he's you know, vanilla ice back in the day with yeah. this full mink. I'm getting know, one of those. It was it was awesome. Dude. I I was I was like trying not to laugh because he I mean he rolls in he, he, you know trying to be all hard as fuck yeah. with this cop in a fur coat. He's yeah. like, what did he go? He goes, how or he he just starts yelling at Nash like, how dare you talk to. You know, these girls like that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're hard to take seriously when you're wearing, you know, yeah. 101 Dalmatians on your back. Right. You look like we've done enough comparisons. Uh, so they all go back to the house. It's, right now we got Claire's dad, the den mother, Barb, Phil, a.k.a. Curly Sue, which is what everybody calls her. Sure. Not in the movie, but that's what I call her. And they're all at the house. Barb is like, everybody blames me. And she's all wasted and slurring her words. So the dead mother's like, go to bed, Barb. You're drunk. Yeah, she she got pretty vulgar in front of the, the, the dad. dad. Talking about turtles, how they can bang for three full days. Oh, yeah. She's like, you know, I know. I went and watched at the yeah. zoo. I got bored. So then I watched the zebras. They, they finished in 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> so I'm, that was a pretty... Funny, it was a good vulgar scene. dialogue. It was a good. So Barb gets sent to bed. Then Claire's boyfriend comes over. What's his name? Did he say Peter? Or no, Claire's boyfriend. The fur coat. Dude. Um, I don't remember. Whatever. They all go out to some search party at the park. I don't know mm. if they're looking for Claire or the thirteen-year-old. They're looking for Claire. Yeah, but the thirteen-year-old's mom is there too. Yeah. 
because she suspects it's... Or wait, yeah, actually, I don't know. I think they were looking... I don't know. But anyways, they found... It's a huge search party. Yeah, they, they found the 13-year-old. Yeah, so, like, we hear some woman scream. They pull something out of a pond, and then... We figure out the mom starts screaming. It was the 13-year-old girl's murder. This might be a dumb question, but are we to believe that's from the guy, the main killer? I think so. I assume so, yeah. Because he uh, he targets women. Yeah. I mean, a 13-year-old's not a woman, but young females. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. uh, We'll get to it. Do we figure out? Oh, we'll get to it then. Are you sure? Yes, I don't. You got, you're not gonna forget about it, are you? If you got, I it. probably will. Just well, bring it up then. Bring it up. What do you got? We can we can jump around a little bit. Okay, so we'll figure out. Spoiler alert: They really tried to make us think Peter is a killer, which is so obvious that he's not the fucking killer. And that's it got me for a minute. Like at first, I was like, no way, and then I was like, um, maybe. Well, they bring and up then, that he was at the house when the first call came. Like, how could he call from? But he the wasn't house. in the same. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't in the same room. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just. So that's where I was like, it could have been him, I guess. Because I was trying to figure out, I was like, how? Because I did know, I didn't see this movie, but I did know the calls were coming from inside the house before I even saw the movie. I didn't know. That. Oh, maybe. So I, I was trying to figure out how they can do that, but I think, I mean. At first, I was, like, wondering, I was, like, can they dial on one phone, the operator, and have them ring? But, no, the calls are being made from the house mother's line because yeah, there's a separate line. There's two phone lines. Yeah. The house yeah. mother has so that's how line. it was. Yeah, that's, that's how it was being made. Right. Because at first, I was trying to figure out, I was, like, there's no way there's a plot all that big. But, yeah, no, the calls are being made from the den mother's line or whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, well, the last part we were at was when they they found the um, the yeah, thirteen they found year the old. body. Yeah, good thing I brought it up because I don't remember it now. Uh so they join the search party. They find the thirteen year old girl, and then then we see a dark figure outside the house. You can't see who it is. Then mother hears Claude the cat. In the attic, goes looking for the cat in the attic. This fucking cat. This God, way you God damn it, dogs. God. Get dogs. So the damn mother goes up there. She's looking around. And then I like, knew this was gonna be a cheesy fucking horseshit kill. It was so when bad. I first saw it. <laughs> so she turns around and like sees the killer, right? And he's like holding a hook on, yeah. a, on a rope. And then it's like a, like a ten minute scream, like ah. I knew I, as soon as he I was like oh he's gonna drop the hook and it's gonna somehow like that'd be a one in a million <laughs> she stares at him forever like yeah and Not he slowly me. drops the hook and that was like down. the only uh, actual like and it wasn't even that part of the kill like you didn't see that until the end right Um, but I you know that's one problem I had with this, well, I guess it's not really a problem, but I wish it would have been a little bit m- more graphic or gory. Yeah, it's like you talk been. about like licking clits and cunts and whatever. And I wonder. Then they they are afraid to show any blood. Do you think it was they're afraid of they didn't have Tom Savini on their team? I don't know. I mean, that didn't stop a bajillion other movies of this era. Yeah, I know. Well, I wasn't saying. I'm just saying, like, maybe they weren't able to make it look as cool as they wanted to or something. Yeah, but they barely even showed any kind of blood. I mean, yeah. 
they didn't really show anything. Like even when they with Claire, like they could have showed a struggle or whatever. Right. They could have showed, you know, I mean, with that attic, it was so dark. Like you don't really have to rely on good. I could have yeah, went and done special could effects. Could have like a dummy in a shadow. Something, yeah, something where make it a little bit more. When did uh, Texas Chainsaw? Massacre come out seventies early seventies early seventies. I think so. And there's not much score in that one either. So maybe yeah, something about the seventies. I would say that's not a good comparison. First off, because I didn't even like that movie that much. Well, I'm just saying because maybe at the time they just couldn't show that much. Yeah, I'm not. I wish I would have shown a little more into same year seventy four. Okay. Same year. And that's no that's known as like a graphic movie. There's no gore in that movie. Okay. So it's cutting back and forth. They're still at the search party before they find the thirteen year old girl. Jess leaves by herself because she's tired or something. And then they find the girl after she leaves. So she goes back to the house by herself where we know the killer is at. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings again. Just keep getting these weird fucking random phone calls. No. We know it's a killer, but there's not much being said on them. Just a bunch of gibberish. Mostly. Yeah, and I don't like, think we're supposed to... Like, scary shit. I think no. we're supposed to think the killer's crazy. Yep. Well... Did you have a problem with the whole identity or lack thereof with the, the killer? Did that bother you at all that you never figured out who it was or saw him or anything like that? That's what I was getting to earlier when I was talking about Peter being the red herring. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I th- never saw this movie before, but from what I heard, I thought it was like an escaped mental patient or something. But it never does like seal that up. No. Who it was. I don't know. There's not a second one, is there? I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't know if there's something with radio, like someone escaped, but no, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean He's, that's where I was. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I like, Me neither. I, actually. Like I was kind of surprised. I, I, you know, I mean, it really. Yeah, I, I was trying to th- because you know last week we just got done doing um, Joyride and I just shit on that movie because it sucks, but I had a big problem with you the way suck. they portrayed, you know, Rusty Nail and that killer, yeah. and it's the same. It's it's kind of the same thing with this one, but. This I one know. I had no problem with. Like, I, you know, I mean, I, I didn't really have an issue with not knowing the killer, um, you know, and then them being in the shadows, not really seeing anything. Right. It's not I, like. I didn't have a problem with it's it. It's not like a scream or like, oh, it was someone we knew the whole time. It's just like, I think it's kind of a scary part of it. It's just some random person. We don't know who the fuck they are. Side note, not to get off on a tangent, but I haven't seen Scream in like probably 15 years. I need to watch it again. Oh, it's a great movie. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, one of these people we see in this movie is the killer. No. But in this movie, no. in Black Christmas, we maybe someone is, but we don't know. We don't no. find out. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so... She calls the cops. Uh, Peter sneaks up behind her, surprises her. At the time, 
it's giving us the same like killer eyes sneaking up on her. So maybe we think this guy's a killer. Boom, it's Peter. Oh wait, is Peter the killer? I don't know. I mean, obviously we know now where they said it, but in the movie you're thinking, oh shit, is she alone here with Peter the killer? Is Peter the killer? Uh, talking to the cops. <clears throat> so Claire's dad's still at the cop shop, or back at the cop shop. Yeah, he's just kind of hanging out with them the whole. And the mom. This only go. Th- this whole movie spans what, two days, yeah. not even like a night, and then a full day and a night. So yes, but he hears the operator talking about. Where are you getting these calls from? What address? And he hears Claire's address. So he knows there's a problem back at the sorority house. And then finally, Lieutenant Fuller. Yep. I think it was Fuller. He overhears, and he's the one that actually takes it seriously. <clears throat> kind of. Yeah, because, you know, Douchey Nash is like, oh, we've got a 13, we got a murder in the park here. We'll get an officer over whenever we got time. Yeah, and he's like, it's a, uh, the phone number is uh, Felicio. And then the <laughs> yeah. cops are laughing their asses out, the yeah. lieutenants or the detectives or whatever. Yeah, both the detectives, yeah. Oh, it's something dirty, isn't it? Which at first I thought it was like, <laughs> they weren't taking it serious, but they were taking it serious. They were just laughing at his idiocy. Yeah. Uh, so Peter and Jess are fighting about the abortion. Peter says, you're going to be very sorry if you get an abortion. So more hinting towards yep. he might be the killer. But, uh, man, I don't know why I just never bought it. I don't know. I don't think I... Maybe because you know, I was just expecting some kind of... I didn't buy it hook, line, and sinker, but like a couple times... Like, especially, well, later on when he breaks into the basement, then I was like, okay, wait a second. Yeah. That, that's when I was like, okay, maybe. Maybe I'm just because I'm expecting not to expect yeah. the obvious. Yep. <clears throat> uh, because, I mean, they, they do a good job as far as selling it because, I mean, he is kind of crazy. And I don't know if it's because of everything that's going on. I mean, he had, he had a lot of shit dumped on him in, like, a matter of, like, what? four to six hours with, you know, failing miserably at his audition right. to finding out that he's a dad, but he's never going to see his kid again to, yeah, you know, freaking out. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> he's eccentric to say the least, you know, bashing the, he, I mean, he went psycho on that piano. So that was like, yeah. oh, there's something nuts. Something's not right with it. They him. really want us to believe it's him. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Okay. So the cops come, Talk to Jess and Phil, and they tap the phone. These are the circumstances of the time. They can't just, like, easily tap the phone. So they have, they put a bug in the phone. They have one guy go to the telephone company. And whenever the phone rings, the phone will also ring at the cop shop. So they can listen in, and they got the telephone companies in a separate location. He has to, like, switch wires or whatever to trace the call. Yeah. So it takes a little bit. But they're in different locations just for the future. We know that. Um, And she has to keep the the guy in the line for, I don't know, like 60 seconds or something. A couple of minutes. If you've you've seen any kind of, like, cop movie, you, you know... 
That's that's like the biggest like part of a whole plot. Got to keep them on the line long enough for us to trace it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So all we have left is Barb, Jess, and Phil. Barb is passed out in her room. Phil goes to bed, so it's just Jess sitting alone by the fireplace. I think they have a cop car outside guarding the place. Yep. And then we keep getting cut twos of the killer in the attic, rocking Claire. Doing some weird And like yeah, swinging the dead mother. I don't know what he's doing yeah. with the dead mother, but it's creepy. It's a creepy scene every time yeah. we see him. Uh, so we through the killer's eyes, he sneaks up on Barb while she's sleeping. And then we, Jess, and then we cut to Jess downstairs, and he she just hears Barb screaming. She runs out there, and Barb's like, oh, I had a dream that there was a stranger in my room watching me. And then we hit kids caroling. Jess goes to check on them. Do you, that, I, I kind of laughed a little bit at that. I wonder if that's still a thing. Caroling? Yeah. I don't think it's politically correct. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sick of that bullshit. I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> people like, well, if we're not Christian, you know, I don't know. I wonder if people still do it. I don't think I I've think ever I, had any. Well, maybe one. I did when I was like maybe twelve or ten. That that would just. I feel like that would be more awkward for like whoever like opens the door because then you don't want to be rude. Yeah. I had no idea you're supposed to tip until I saw it in this. I didn't like, know that either. I don't know. Yeah, it was it's a like a group thing. of bunch of kids, and then there's a mom driving them around. And I think it's usually like some, some kind of church youth group. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Like, how do you not be an asshole? Like, do you just stand there and freeze your balls off with the door cracked? Right. Like, oh, hi, yeah. Pretending to care. Sing your song. Like, when do you cut them off? Do you let them sing a whole song? Or? I don't know. <laughs> oh, hi, thanks. They just keep going until you tip them. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you pay them to leave. Okay, so the killer's walking through the house. I don't know. He goes back into Bart's room and like it's just me, Billy. He keeps saying that kind of like that, which I don't know. Who yeah. Billy's supposed to be. I have no idea. I don't know if Scream references that to Billy Loomis, like Sam Loomis and Bill Billy. I uh, I don't know. I was trying to figure that out too, but but then he fucking takes a glass unicorn. For some reason, Barb has glass all over her fucking room. One of they did a good job of foreshadowing that. As soon as, like, as soon as they panned, like, the very first time they panned into... Because, again, this is the first time I saw the movie. Yeah. They panned into Barb's room, and they saw this unicorn that had, like, a six-inch horn on it. I was like, yep, she's getting fucking stabbed in her face with that. And then they came back, and, of course... She gets stabbed in her fucking face with that. Yep. Which is cool. I like like the... I mean, it's not cool that someone died or whatever. But, yeah, (laughs) it's a pretty cool kill. Like, a, I mean, Friday the 13th especially is known for doing different kinds of kills. Yep. And this is cool. Phone rings again. Jess answers. Bunch of more weird stuff. I think he well, says, P- says something. Peter like, calls in between one of these. Yes. And then the... What does Peter say? I think Peter calls in and he's like crying and she's all like, oh, no, don't. And... Um, he was like, I don't want you to kill it and yeah, whatever. So then, uh, Fuller calls back and he's like, what's going on? You got to tell me the truth. Cause, Cause they, they could tell she got a phone call, but they didn't have yeah. enough time to trace it. Well, but they knew they, or 
They could hear what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, they could hear they could hear what it was. Yeah. Um but he was he was, well and at this point Phil's back down with her too. Yeah. Um and he is all like, Well, why did you say kill it? That that's kind of a weird, weird saying for it. So the entire movie from here on out, Fuller and the cops are are convinced that it's Peter. Peter. Yeah. That's a killer. But this also carries on to where she keeps getting more phone calls saying don't kill it don't kill it like weird sayings like that along with the gibberish right and then there's there's a point too where she is like wait a second peter was with me when we got a phone call blah 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 so she rules peter out but i'm trying to remember i don't think peter was in the same room as her when the phone rang maybe i don't know Yeah, so she gets more calls. I know you want the baby. Like, weird shit like that. Okay, just pretty much what you just all just said. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so they finally, she keeps them on the phone long enough to trace the call. So the guy at the phone company can trace where the call's coming from. And they tell the cops... So the cops ran because they're so convinced that Peter did the killing. They ran over to a studio. Yeah. And then, of course, just to strengthen their whole idea that Peter's a killer, they see the piano has been, like, viciously destroyed. Right. Like this and then they get the call that, hey, uh, the calls are coming from inside the inside house. The house. And this is where they find out there's two phone lines. Well, you knew there was two phone lines. Before, yeah, yeah, no, you knew before because he was, like, when Graham was there... Tapping the line, Graham went to Fuller and was like, hey, do you want me to tap this other one? They're like, no, we haven't had any calls on that line, uh, incoming or out or whatever, incoming right. with it, so don't tap it. So they only tap the, the other line uh, as far as that goes. And then they have Nash call. Or is it Nash or Fuller? Yeah, so Fuller calls Nash and he goes, call her. And he is like very explicit. He goes, tell her. To hang up the phone and walk out the front door. Do not tell her that he's inside. Yeah. So of course Nash calls her, and he's all like, "I need you to listen to me." Very. At first, I thought he was doing a good job, and then she's like, "Well, I gotta go get Bobby and and or you know Barb and Phil," and he's like, "No, the killer's inside of the house." <laughs> Fucking idiot. Which what is he gonna do though to get her not to leave though? Yell at her and be like, "Walk out the front door, bitch! Right I'll shoot you." No, I don't know. Yeah. Which. Okay. But so, yeah, at this point, she hangs up the phone and then she starts just screaming, Phil! Like for her friends. Barb! Yeah, and she grabs a fire poker and goes out and tries to find the hero. God dang it. What are you going to do, lady? What are you going to do? Um, she breaks into one of the rooms, offends them both, just like slaughtered, laying on the bed. Yeah. Uh, she hears, Hey, hey, it's me, Billy. <laughs> Sounds like fucking uh, Beavis and Beavis, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's behind the door, and she kicks the door into his face. And yeah. He's like, Woo! Well, first Holy. he looks over, and we see like his eyeball looking through the door. Yep. Slams the door in his face. He goes crazy. Starts screaming. He's a he's a wild man. She apparently like I was wondering like how can you? She she, she forgot how to open her front door. She ran down, bottom of the steps. All she had to do was go out the front door. Yeah. She apparently forgot how door handles work. She makes a smart decision and goes into the basement. Ugh. 
This was a good scene, though, because this is where I was like, wait a second. Is this like I, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I, part of me was like, it doesn't make sense that Billy or Peter's a killer. Yeah. But I mean, he is just like creepy as hell at this point. And you know, he's capable of anything. Right. Whoever this guy and is. And then he's like knocking Peter. on the window and whatever. Yeah. I was like, that was just a really creepy scene. I was like, uh, well, okay. So no, she locks herself in the basement. The killer tries to break in. Then we see like in the basement, there's those windows at the top and they're kind of like faded. So you just see a dark shadow outside and someone's like scratching on the window. And then it gets in and it's just, uh, it's Peter. Which, fuck. I don't know why. Maybe I was just stupid. I never thought it was Peter. So I wasn't scared really? of Peter the whole time. Which I think that's really what they're going for. It's for yeah. us to be worried about Peter coming around. And he's like. I mean, he if, if you think about it, I mean, he was kind of a weird. I don't know about creepy. He was definitely he's kind weird. of a weird he's character. He weird dude. The whole time, so. Okay, so she he like approaches her like, Oh, Jess, Jess, just me and then it cut to the cops finally get there. They run down the stairs and then we see Jess laying there with Peter on top of her and they're both presumably dead. Mm. I mean he's definitely dead. It looks like she hit him with the fire poker and she's passed out. Uh so then the news crew is there. Claire's dad faints. They leave Jess alone in her room. So the whole news crew is there. Well, they, they sedated Jess. The okay, doctor sedated her. But why do they keep in the house? Why do they stay in the house? They have yeah, no that's idea a good, that's if a good Peter point. is even the killer. They just assume he is. Well, and they, assume they he's made dead. a strong... You could tell Fuller was convinced Peter was the killer for a long time. Yeah. But no, I, there, I mean, there was a few questions I had. First off, why would she not be at the hospital? Yes. For one thing. Instead of after all of this. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they go in and, and they find, you know, Peter on top of her and they have no idea. I mean, like, 99.999% of the time they're going to bring you, well, I'll even say 100% of the time they're going to bring you in and get x-rays and because it looked like she's bleeding out of her mouth. I mean, the wor- last thing... The, the, the first thing they're going to do is give you x-rays and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, that but, I mean, it was also 1974, so maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the doctor sedated her and just kind of left her there. and Well, in the cops, I just left her alone in her room, sedated. Yep. And then we start seeing through the killer's eyes again. Yep. And the camera's panning through room to room. Then we hear the child just laughter. Ah! <laughs> like creepy ass shit and then it pans up to like the attic the attic things and I feel like too that they would have at least searched the entire house including the attic yes like it would be different a murder scene yeah yeah, it would be different if it was like an attic where like it was like one of those hidden kind of panel deals yeah but I mean there's a ladder that's going up in there so I feel like they at least would have like poked their head up and shined a flashlight up there and they don't want a bunch of Cruel all over the crime scene, but yeah, once again, it's the 70s, it's different. Right. Who knows? Who knows? But okay, and then the phone rings again, and then it cuts. Yeah, I mean, at least they had a cop, you know, there, there was like a cop on security, yeah, you know, ripping a dart outside of the <laughs> yeah, the door, the door, whatever. But, but yeah, all right, what do you give it? So, what did I give it? Take a guess. 
Six. Seven point five. Oh man, I, I liked it quite a bit. I came in at a seven, but after discussing it, I'm give it eight. Actually, you going going in eight? Because the problem with it. Honestly, my biggest problem with it was the Peter thing, but it's only. Oh really? I loved the the Peter thing. Which I think it, it it got me. I fell for it. <sighs> I think I was just. Ex- you've seen so many horror movies, you expect to not. Well, expect you're the, you're the, the slasher man. So. Yes. But otherwise, it was really it was really creepy for us. Nineteen seventy four. It was. Yeah. Even compared to like. The Chainsaw Massacre, which I just thought was funny. Yeah. I and this did. movie actually had some creepy scenes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of coming around a little bit to these older movies as far as, you know, kind of, you know, stepping outside of the box when it comes to rating them. Because it's kind of difficult to rate them on the same level as uh, what you do today. But we had to take it on the basis of what the movies yeah. today were inspired by these. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, no, I mean, it did a lot of good. Th- it, it did a lot of things right. I mean, there's a reason that this is looked at as as the, um, the you know the trendsetter for a yeah. lot of you know the the series. Slasher. Yeah, yeah, slasher uh, tropes and stuff. whatnot kind of stuff. So, I mean, y- you know, I I really enjoyed. It was a good movie. Like, I will probably watch. I don't know if I'll watch this every Christmas, but. Every other Christmas, I'll probably watch this. It was good. You know, I'll throw it into my holiday rotation as far as that goes. Um, really good job. You could tell that it was directed well. Had really good cinematography. I liked a lot of the shots. We kind of talked about that. Uh, the acting overall was pretty good. I mean, the problems I had were, uh, first off, Jess, I hated her as a protagonist character. I mean, I just really didn't like her. Why? She's a she, plain Jane. She was, no, because she British? just was. She was a she was a bitch, really. I mean, I had I the way yeah. I don't know that whole thing with her and Peter. Like, yeah, I don't. I feel like I should give knock it a little bit with that because that just didn't really make sense as far as, um, that relationship, I guess. Um, you know, we really didn't talk about the part where Peter called her for the meeting and, uh, wanted to marry her and he's willing to drop everything. And she's just like, I don't want to marry you, Peter. And yeah, like how that, long have they been dating? That's why she wanted the abortion. Yeah. Like, like she didn't want to she, be with him. Yeah. It would it take her to get, was she just dating him for, like, maybe he had a huge dick. I don't know. I never know. know. You never know. But I had problems with her and then the, you know, I, I don't like movies that are really timid and shy away from like the the gore. Stuff. The gore. But I think that's another time or aspect of the time. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's break this. Oh cripes! And we're back. Any uh, anything to add to um, Black Christmas? Black Christmas. Well, just like I was saying that. Is that urban legend was the babysitter inside, and she keeps getting a call. It's like three kids sleeping upstairs, and she's downstairs. She gets a call. It's like one down, two to go, and then she's a little worried. She gets another call, two down, one to go. She gets another call. It's three down. Now I'm coming for you. So then she calls the operator, and the operator tells her. The call is coming from inside the house. Get out. 
Yeah. Which I don't know if that came from this movie or if that was a whole story before this movie. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add. So I came in at a seven and a half. I came in at an eight. Drunk Darius came in at an eight. So that brings us to the next part of our show, which is... Shotgun Reviews. <laughs> that's a real shotgun, people. That's, that's right. That's not a we're just blasting off handgun. Yeah, we're just blasting off shells inside my garage. <laughs> Blanks. Blanks, they call them. Of course. Um, go ahead. You go first. You got... Let's see what you got. Uh, I watched Let's Not Meet. Never heard of it. So uh, I don't give too much away. So... What year? 2018. Okay. There is a subreddit called Let's Not Meet, and it's about stories about supposedly real encounters of people meeting creepy people and them getting away like let's not meet let's never meet again type thing so that's what attracted me to this movie like oh maybe it's based off one of those stories it wasn't a good movie the acting was pretty bad there was a couple yeah. good actors in it so I feel bad for saying all the acting was bad most of it was really bad yeah and it dragged on for way too long but I give it a 3 out of 10. You're not supposed to give ratings with 2018s, I thought. Yeah, but it's not going to make my top 10. Well, what if it makes mine? You never know. It won't. Anyways, you got one one more before I go. Uh, The Night Eats the World. Never heard of it. It's a good zombie movie, 2018. Really? Um, I would say it's... So, a guy goes to a party in Paris, whatever, stuff happens, he passes out at the party, wakes up the next morning, there's blood everywhere, can't find anybody from the party, looks outside, some zombie shit's going down. It's kind of like a a 28 Days Later. Oh, fucking right up my alley. I'm not going to give you my rating. No, no ratings on any 28 Days But it's a, it's a good movie. Sweet. But... It's also just like another zombie movie, yeah. but it's a good zombie movie. It's okay. I, I, yeah. I'm fine with them having a thousand of them and all the same premise if they're all good. I think I right like it. But yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised you saw that many movies. I don't know. I've apparently been way busier. I suppose I was out in South Dakota hunting for like five days. I've been doing a lot of hunting. We're, we're, we're like balls deep into... Uh, that must be the phrase of the week. I think I've said that like four times already. But no, we're, we're, we're knuckle deep into the, the pheasant season around here. So I've been doing a lot of hunting. Uh, I've been gone. I was gone for like five days with work and wife's been out of town. So I have not been watching movies. But I did see one movie since the last time we recorded. And that is the 2018 Possession of Hannah Grace. 2018 rated R clocks in at 86 minutes. Um, I liked it. I've heard really good things about this, actually. I'm surprised because I almost didn't see it, but I had a lot of time to kill in between appointments one day, so I went to see it, but I have been seeing the exact opposite. I've been seeing a lot of shit reviews, a lot of them, and I almost went and saw um, what Bohemian Rhapsody or whatever that one was. Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah. 
I, I heard it was good. I'm not even really a fan, but I heard it was good. But no, I'm, I'm glad I went and saw this because I enjoyed it quite a bit. So that's it. You got two more then? Yeah, I got, um, well, they're both TV shows. I got uh, Sabrina. The Teenage Witch? Yeah. It's actually, uh, it's really good. It's really what, dark. What is it called? Just Sabrina? Oh, uh, Tales of the Witch or something. I don't know. Um, you know, speaking of that, I wonder if other people, I've heard other people that have DirecTV are having the same problem, but, um, when I record stuff on DirecTV, like it goes missing randomly and it just shows up whenever it wants. I've got one episode of The Walking Dead left to close out and I can't find it and it's really pissing me off. Do you have too much stuff like saved on there? No, it's, it's, I've, I've done some research online and there's a lot of people that have had problems where they record something and it just kind of disappears and then it shows up whenever it wants. So I'm really close to one episode away from finishing up uh, Walking Dead. I'm one of the same people own Audacity. Golly, yeah. That's where episode eight's at right now. So I apologize. That's why we went from seven to nine. Yeah. We're waiting for them. Hopefully they can fix it. But But Sabrina is 2018, so I won't give a rating, but it's much darker than the original one. What what is it on? Like a uh, station or streaming service? It's on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's really good. All right. It's Netflix. No, yeah, it's Netflix. That's sweet. But it gets a lot darker. But it's pretty... Somewhat of it is... Nothing against this. But I think it's directed more towards women. Like, it's like girl pride type stuff. Which is good for them. Whatever. But... Why are you using them? What does them mean, Drunk Darius? I'm joking. <laughs> Damn boys? I don't know. Ugh. But it, it's right. much darker, more serious. Sabrina? But also just as playful as the other Sabrina from... Who was the old Sabrina? Uh, she's like a three-name girl. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. good. And then the other one I've been watching is Homecoming. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's a podcast called Homecoming. Yeah. And it's, uh, the podcast is basically just, uh, a, a script. So it's actors acting out, like talking their parts. Yeah. And it has a big, it has like Ross from Friends in it. What's his name? David Schwimmer. Yeah. I thought and, he was dead, but. And the, not. And the girl from Get Out, the. The mom, the hypnotist lady. Oh, yeah. I just know her from uh, Step Brothers. No. Yes. Step Brothers? Yes. The hypnotist from Get Out is uh, Brennan's mom from Step Brothers. Dr. No, it's wife. not. No, yes, it's not. it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's the girl from Knocked Up. No, keep talking, and I will prove you wrong, like usual. Okay, we'll see. Uh... But the, I've got two percent in my battery left. So that's the podcast. Me. The movie has uh, Julia Roberts playing that. But I, I'm pretty sure they go line for line for the podcast. But they actually they have actual like actors. I mean, it's filmed instead of just you're, recording. You're, you're talking to oh damn it! 
So you're talking about her in the middle, right? That's the hypnotist mom from Get Out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That is not her the mom from Step Brothers. Her name is Catherine Keener. Okay. So. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, but the the show is pretty interesting. I, I started listening to the podcast, but I got bored. But the show is makes me want to go back to the podcast and finish it. It's oh about God, a you're right. She what? Okay, you're right. It, it was. She, it's a girl from Knocked Up. That's not the girl from Not Knocked Up. A uh, forty year old virgin. Um, Mary Steenburgen is from Step Brothers. Okay, that girl. Oh, yeah, 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's what I was thinking her of. Yeah. Yep. She was the one in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yep, yep. Okay. Sorry. Tangent. Sorry, guys. It's all right. Sorry. But the show's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. It's yep. about a bunch of soldiers and that come back from war. What's the show called again? Homecoming. Oh, yeah, Homecoming. And they think they're just going through a process like a coming home process where they gotta talk to therapists and stuff and there's some secret like Jacob's Ladder shit going on no they're at some secret like lair base type thing but there's a lot more going on behind the scenes I don't wanna say anymore but it's, huh. it's, it's really interesting I think I've heard of it I think I've heard of it it's good but that's what I got that was your last one yeah they're 2018, so I can't. They're really stacking them 2018s up. Well, they're shows. They're moved. They're shows. I suppose, yeah, the last two were shows, so. All right, well, time to switch gears here. I'm going to flip a page, and we are going to get into the second feature review, which is Krampus 2015, or, yeah, 2015. This one's PG-13. We'll talk about that in a few minutes here. Um, this, what did this one get on the B? Seven. 6.2. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes? Eight. 67%. Oh, man. These ones are really close. Guess what the budget for this was? 30. 15. Really? Man, they got some good actors in it for 15. Well, we'll talk about that too. And what do you think this one made uh, domestic box office? I hate this part. A hundred. Sixty one and a half. Okay. So this one was directed by uh, Michael Dougherty. And this should be a familiar name to horror fans because he was the writer and director for Trick or Treat. Um, also he is coming, he, he's the main guy, writer and director for the new Godzilla movie, King of Monsters. Uh, this one stars Adam Scott. So this, when I watched this movie again, it, the way I was kind of thinking about it. So, you know, uh, Adam Sandler, he's got his like crew, like his, his guys. Yeah. You know, almost every Adam Sandler movie is going to star Adam Sandler, uh, Steve Schneider, Steve Buscemi, uh, yeah, Steve Buscemi a little bit, um, and then, uh, uh, God, like Nick Swartzen, yeah, Nick uh, Swartzen. Who's the, oh God, who's the most popular other one? Joe Dirt, Joe Dirte. Um, I can't think of his name. Mm, Black Sheep. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Anyways. <laughs> I think they call it the Happy Madison group or whatever. It's that group of guys. Yeah. This one has that same version, but it's the 
you know, like the same group of guys that Seth Rogen hangs around with. So, you know, it's Adam Scott, it's David Ketchner. Um, oh, who else was in it? Uh, I mean, who's they, David Ketchner? Is that a he was he was uh, hot tub time machine? Yeah, yep, hot time hot tub time machine. But Adam Scott, for me, he's most notable in uh, Step Brothers. He was Derek, yeah, the brother. I think of him uh, Parks and Rec. I've never seen. I know that. you don't watch that, but. He, he actually has some decent horror cred. So he was in Hellraiser Bloodline. He was in, uh, what is that, The Return? I'm not really sure what that one's about. He was in Piranha 3D. And then just last year, he was in Little Evil, which was that horror comedy. It's a good movie. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. It's pretty funny. I'll check it out. But most of these actors are comedy actors, really. So, so oh, he was... Can't he was he was top bill. Tony Collette's the only one to argue against that, and maybe it's because I mean she does have some better hereditary. Cred. But yeah, her- hereditary is. I mean, everybody's gonna know her from Hereditary. She was also in the Sixth Sense and the Fright Night remake. David Ketchner, he was Brick or was it Brick, Brick Tamlin or whatever in um, Anchorman. That's David Ketchner. Oh well, he's uh... he, he's yeah he's part of that crew. He's a hot tub time machine. Yeah, he's hot tub time machine. He's also the office. Yep, Anchorman. uh, But he was in Crawl Space, Final Destination for Horror Cred, and um, Out Cold. And also, the one name I saw in here was Seth Green, but I don't know. I didn't see him in this. No, I didn't see Seth Green in this. Was he a voice maybe or something? Or was he... A voice would he be? I don't know. A voice or else maybe he was one of those characters. No, he was an actor in this. He must have been like because I scrolled through like a whole bunch of the whatever ones, but he was in and and I I forgot because I wrote these notes down and then I watched the movie afterwards. So Seth Green is the a ginger guy yeah. from a bunch of nineties movies. Yep, you would notice him. Chris He's, Griffin, uh, <laughs> Doctor Evil, or yep. uh, Austin, Austin Powers, Powers yeah. who's Doctor Evil's son. Yep. So yeah, I was surprised. I was like. I, I wasn't Robot looking chicken. for him because I kind of forgot about it. But. Yeah. So. I didn't know he was in this at all. Yeah. I'm, I am Now I kind of am trying to think of what the hell. He must have played one of the elves. One of the, one of the elf <laughs> things, whatever they were. Yeah. I think he I think he must have actually done that. So. Uh, a few kind of trivia things I saw that were kind of interesting. So I, if you don't know, Krampus is a huge part of Austria. Uh, in German folklore, basically Krampus, and it's funny because my kids, uh, I, I started watching this and then I finished it up tonight. So the kids were in the toy room playing and, um, I think, I think it was actually my daughter, my three-year-old came out and she was like, who's that? That looks like Santa, but he's scary. I was like, he's Krampus. I pause it, obviously. He's the anti-Santa. And and she was like, who's that? I said, well, he, he's, he's, you know, Santa brings you gifts when you're good. This guy punishes you when you're bad. And she goes, Dad, I've been good this year, right? I'm like, yep. Yeah, you <laughs> we'll have. We'll see. No. Yeah. But he's a big part of German and Austria folklore. Basically, it's it's what they use to scare kids into uh, behaving. Yeah. But I kind of I, I kind of found it funny because, obviously, if you know anything about German history, apparently they didn't scare him enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or maybe they scared him into Nazism. I'm not really sure. I think of it as like a... Okay, so Christmas is a Christian holiday, even though it's stolen from the pagans. But 
I think of it as God needs the devil. Yeah. I think there's a quote like that. Like, you need the opposite of good. Right. Just the, and for and you to and be good. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, so Krampus is the one that makes sure you be good. And Santa is the one that rewards you for being good. Yeah. There's a bajillion of these movies, especially oh, man, look after this up. one. There's a bunch of... Oh, have you seen Krampus for Santa Claus? No. Versus no, Santa? it's a Christmas horror story. No, that's 2018. I heard it was really good, though. No, it was last year. Was it last year? Or maybe it was last year, yeah. It's, it's a good. newer one. It's I heard good. it was good. This movie also used fake snow, and I will say the first time, I mean, obviously you'd have to just assume that a movie like this would use fake snow, but the last time I saw it, I didn't really notice it. I never even looked for that. But after reading this, I was like, yeah. But what they used for the fake snow was the same stuff they use in diapers. It's that stuff where (laughs) if you get it wet, it's like super absorbent. So that's funny. Um, also 95% of the movie was shot on a soundstage, which kind of makes sense because it's basically a house. Yeah. It's basically inside of a house or else like a really small set where, I mean, it's so blizzardy out in that one road part, uh, as well. So let's talk about the, uh, PG 13 part of this. This. What? Go ahead. No. Why? I, I have no problem with it in this movie. I, I did. I did. But it kind of made me... I mean, I did come down on this a little bit from the last time I saw it. I think this was the second full time I actually saw this this movie. Um, yeah. So I kind of told everyone the story of the first time I saw it was in Key West when I was fishing. I saw a couple parts of it here and there. What year did it come out? 15? This came to 2015, yeah. Okay. I've probably seen it. I've seen it every year since it came out. Yeah. So I've probably seen it four or five times. Yeah. I've seen plenty of parts and pieces of it. But this movie was... Um, I mean, this movie was made, and they they had a hard time selling it, I guess. Part of it was is... is it kind of surprises me. But if you think about it, there's not a lot of, of blockbuster, big-name horror movies, Christmas horror movies that come out. Especially ones that make the theater so in order to sell this one they ended up having to um i guess cut some stuff out so legendary agreed to pick it up and market and whatever but they had to tone it down to a pg-13 so really i mean this one just like a lot of the you know later friday the 13th movies it it got his balls snipped uh, by the MPAA, well, actually not really by the MPAA, just just by the producers making, you know, they, they were afraid it wasn't going to make any money, so they let's let's get... market it to a wider audience right. and try to cash in. And I think that they, I will say they very cleverly de- dealt with the kills, but I really wish they would have kept it R because it could have had a great opportunity to, uh, yeah, you know, be a little bit better but that that kind of made me mad and if you go back to episode one i did say that i do give one full doc point for a movie that's not rated r because yeah. it's a horror movie i mean you know i mean i don't know it, it's real difficult to do a horror movie without having the certain parts that make a movie a horror movie such as the gore the kills the the graphic part of it the language 
you know, I mean, you know, comedy is just real difficult to do a comedy if you, you know, don't get a little bit dirty or innuendos with your comedy. Yeah. So that, that part kind of made me a little bit mad uh, with that. Um, and then the last thing is, is obviously there's quite a few trick or treat um, Easter eggs, I guess, with this. So, you know, one was with uh, the lollipop and the, uh, the the candy bag. Obviously, that comes back to, yeah. you know, the I think he used a lollipop to yeah, kill. Yeah, it's like a half beat. Yeah. Bitten lollipop. Yeah, yeah. That's a knife. And then the, the snowstorm, uh, they were talking about the snowstorm or the blizzard. And I think, what is the, did I write that down? I don't know if I wrote it. Warren Valley was the town in um, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, yeah. And the blizzard warning was talking about Warren Valley. Yeah, well, it, it said like a bunch of different counties in Warren Valley yeah. in there. So, but that's what I got for trivia. Uh, anything before we get into. Uh, I think, I can't believe it didn't get that that many people saw it because what do you mean that many people saw it well you said it got like it didn't get do good at the box office no it did good in the box office oh. it did it did 61 and a half million okay oh yeah for a 15, 15 million yeah, that dollar is pretty budget, good yeah. so when you're talking about the actors you, you know it did have a lot of you know there's a few actors we didn't talk about i want to say the main character or the protagonist the little kid i think he was actually it's kind of ironic we we're talking about the adam sandler because i didn't mean it to be that way but i think he was uh one of adam sandler's kids in the grown-ups movies yeah and yeah he's from some stuff yeah i think you're right yeah i think he was one of his sons in the grown-up movies but also you know allison tolman played um is Stranger Things girl? Is she from Stranger Things? I haven't seen Stranger Things. No. Okay. But the the wife, the uncle's wife, I guess. I okay. just know her from Fargo. She was in the Fargo TV series. Okay. So this had a lot of main... I don't want to say The main. aunt is from uh, Two and a Half Men. She's a maid from Two and a Half Men. The red-headed chick. Oh, the... Oh, the... Aunt Dorothy, aunt, I think aunt, it is. Aunt... Uh, Aunt May or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. the aunt aunt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah, aunt, that makes aunt, sense. Aunt aunt whatever, yeah. Or yeah. I think aunt's I probably the proper pronunciation. I, I didn't mean it to whatever, something like that. I now that you mentioned it, I've only seen like a couple episodes of Two and a Half Men, but yeah, that's where she came from. Yeah. Um but this this one had a lot of I guess you'd call them character actors, a lot of people you recognize, but none of them are are leading. Except maybe Tony Collette. Maybe now after Hereditary, I guess. But and Adam Scott, Scott. Yeah, but he's he's always second fiddle to. Sounds a little evil, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's he always, always they're these are all character actors. So they're all very recognizable, actors. but they're not main. So I mean, that's probably why you could get away with, you know, having low budget. budget. Yeah. 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 So, all right, let's let's get into it. Okay, so you thirsty yet? Yeah, fill me up, sweetie. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this new beer I have. I guess I didn't um, introduce it. We'll see if I have enough juice to look it up. We're we're on our second growler, so this is kind of a short. How many minutes are we in? Uh, hour and forty. Holy moly, an hour and forty in. We talked. This one is called Double Night Vision. (laughs) Double Night Vision. Uh, double. That does not sound fun. 
I mean, it sounds fun, but not safe. So Double Night Vision is by Kelowna Brewing Company, and it's a Belgian double. Uh, it's out of Kelowna, Iowa. I don't know where the fuck that's at. Kelowna? That's what it says. K-A-L-O-N-A. And it just says it's a Belgian double, so I don't know what that means, but... It's a beer. We're going to drink it. Hey, we're, we're going to drink it, and we're going to tell you what we think about it, so... Anyways, I'll pour these up. Why don't you start us off? All right. Let me into your ears. Listen here closely. We were talking about Krampus. Uh, Okay, so basically the entire movie is mostly in this one house. It's two families. It's a... So the host family is Adam Scott. His name is Tom, and then the mom is what, Sarah Collette. You say her name is Tony Collette. Tony Collette. She's from Hereditary. Then we have the son Max. He's maybe like twelve ish. You think? I don't know. I mean, he still believed in Santa. So he's young. He's maybe ten. He's pushing early teens. I would say ten, and then yeah. the girlfriend was like what fourteen. Well, the Beth? teenage daughter Beth. I think she's like fifteen, sixteen. So. Why did you have some dirty thoughts? No, I mean, I'm, I don't know why they let her out alone when she's only 14. Well, I guess I don't know why they let her go out alone anyways. And then we have the visiting family, which is the mom, Sarah's sister's family. And they're kind of like redneck, I would say. But everyone in this movie is yeah. well off. So it's not like they're they, like they, This movie clearly... People. So I, I actually... I love the the uh, intro. It was awesome. I mean, it started off as like just a regular like Hallmark Christmas movie. You know, it, it had the Christmas music and upbeat kind of happy go lucky, yeah, whatever feel atmosphere vibe. If you didn't know it was a horror movie, it'd yeah, be a right. Hallmark it just shows it, it was like Black Friday, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think it was like a Black Friday. People fighting. It was a great intro. I loved it. Um, you know, fighting over all the toys and whatever. Uh, but I, the movie did a really good job as far as making fun of stereotypes. So, I mean, they, they played that card really well. Yes. I would, With everything. I don't want to get, like, uh, political on it. But I would say our main family is, like, well-off liberals, if you could say that. Just yeah, like, I guess I don't know. But they, they make them look... They're more just like a regular family. I'm going to say they're liberals. Yeah, but, I'm going to say you don't know what they are really. But in comparison to the family that comes to visit... They're, they're very like, clearly conservative. Yes, they do gun make a, toting. They do make a comment about that too. Yeah, and like... When the, get, when, when the DHL driver comes up. Right, which is like typical for movies filmed in Hollywood. Right. Where it make... I'm not getting political, but just how they portray it. Yep. You know, you're right. You're the right. Conservative. Hollywood LA is ultra con- or ultra liberal. Right. And, and they like, like clown style make fun of conservatives. I mean, it's just outrageous. Yes. But this family isn't just conservative as, at least we would think as conservative. No. They're like super crazy 
gun toting, yeah. whatever. Like, I we, mean, the guy drives a Hummer and he's got guns packed inside of it and, everywhere, and yeah, calls people pussies and shit. Yeah, whatever. It's over the top, but that's kind of the whole point of the whole family dynamic is that they don't. Neither of the families really like each other. I don't think, but they kind of just like tolerate each other for barely tolerate for the holidays. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things, too, I guess we can probably jump around a little bit here. But um, this the part of the problem I had with this movie is that, I mean, they kind of, I felt like it, it was a little over the top for me. And it started out right away when the uh, aunt and uncle and the cousins show up. And, like, the entire house is shaking, like. I mean, it's like an earthquake going on. I mean, that was way over the top. And then you find out that they're just driving a Hummer. Yeah. So that was a little over the top. I was like, nah, whatever. Um, but, you know, Uncle Howard shows up. I love his character because he did a really good job in the beginning of making you hate him. Like, thinking he's just the biggest douchebag. Like, he walks up and is like... Just throwing gifts at at um you know the uh, Adam what's Adam Scott's character's name Tom Tom yeah throwing gifts at Tom and they both families are pretty obviously well off compared yeah. to yeah they 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 forget the baby in the car and then they go get the baby and then he throws like a playpen at him he's like here go put this up wherever you want and yeah they did a good job as far as making you hate everybody of that family except the aunt except oh, that. The kids, like they even the oh, whole okay. kids. So yeah. the, what do you mean the aunt? Well, Howard's wife. Okay, yeah. Well, they have I a, say, yeah, her aunt. Yeah, yeah, her aunt. They make you hate her too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we pretty much hate the whole family. The kids are little assholes. Yep. Or and that's it, a whole other part of it too. Is you could tell like he is the biggest. I, I guess I don't know if we let. We'll keep going. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but. He seems like a real turd. How, how do you like the the double double, double double? I haven't uh, tasted it yet. Tastes like another coffee beer. It's actually not bad. It's dark. Yeah, for sure. It did. I couldn't tell what it was. It just said something double. Doable double. Well, I don't know, the well, there's movie. a word in here in this movie. Double. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Okay, so we get these two families. Well, the second family, first we get a body count because it's going to matter here. We got four people in the host family. We got the mom, dad, sister, brother. The grandma. The second family coming in, we got mom, dad, son, twin sisters, and the baby. And yeah. then we have the aunt and the, the grandma. And the grandma, Omi, which is Tom's mom. Yep. So, I don't know what that is, like 10 people there's, here. There's a lot, yeah. Uh, okay, family. The second family arrives. They're kind of like friendly, but we can tell they don't really like each other. Okay, so then they're at dinner, and we get Stevie and Jordan, which are the twin sisters, and they kind of, they look like tomboys. Yeah, I've, it took me, like, a se- from the last time I watched it, I forgot, I was like, is one of those a boy? Yeah, one, one of them does kind of look like a boy. 
we're just supposed to get the feeling that they're real. I don't know what the word to use is, but yeah. But they find Max's letter to Santa. Yeah, so they're all sitting down to eat. And then this is where you can tell, because this is where really the conservative part comes out. So Uncle Howard starts talking about guns and... You know, you, you hear this the first time out of a multiple time where he goes, you know, the shepherd's got to protect his flock. Yeah. And Howard's like, my chicken's dry. <laughs> yeah. Tom's like, mine's good. Just trade me. Yeah. yeah. And you find out basically, you know, he's got his one son, which I don't know if the son was like mentally handicapped, but like when he's he walked like, in, there was a dumb. scene where he just stared with his mouth like open at uh, Max. Yeah. Then you find out that he was huge into football and he's asking Tom, he, you know, he's like, did you ever play any team sports, Tom? And he goes, no, I spent a lot of time training. He's like, what, training for the military? <laughs> then you find out he was training for like Cub Scouts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously uh, in the letter you find out that Max is apologizing because about a, a lot of things, but a lot of them has to come down to the girls. So clearly Uncle Howard wants boys over girls. And you can tell this, too, with the way that they're dressed. Yeah, they're they're dressed wearing like jackets boys. that say yeah. lacrosse on the back. They're wrestling and also their names, Jordan and Stevie. I mean, those are like masculine. They're uh, masculine feminine names, I guess. What's the word? They could go either way. Yeah, yeah, like Pat, something like that. Yeah, or Terry, even. Yeah. I know someone, I know two Jordans that are dating a guy and a girl. But anyways. <laughs> Jordan Sparks? Who is that? And she's a singer. Yeah, you know. Uh, so they fight. Max gets pissed at the reason. Pretty much we get the idea that Max is the only one that really believes in Cena and yep. the spirit of... Horseshit like, parenting at this point Christmas. because... Three of the four parents and the grandma were in there when all this is going on. Yeah, and they, and they let it escalate. Watch to it point. happen. Yeah. Uh, so after this, Max finally like is about to try to fight the Jordan and Stevie to get his letter to Santa back. He gets it back eventually. Throws it out the window. Tears it up. Throws it out the window. Like, so he's giving up on Christmas, too, which is a big part. It's his fault. Maybe. It's his fault. Krampus came. And then eventually a blizzard comes down upon the town, and all the power goes out. And it's a crazy-ass blizzard. Yep, so it's the next morning you wake up. Yeah. Power's out. Big blizzard. And there's a fucking snowman just randomly sitting outside. Yeah, I don't know who built the snowman. But uh, Beth, teenage girl, of course, can't get a hold of her boyfriend. It's like, I gotta go check on him. In the middle of this fucking blizzard, he only lives three miles down. No, I think it's a four blocks. A, a few blocks down, which yeah. is still in the middle of a fucking blizzard. Right. But the parents allow her to go look for him. Once she's walking... Well, th this is... Did we skip the delivery part yet? Oh, no. Yeah, we did. Where? Uh, so a DHL guy comes and drops off a package, but... It's important to note that there's also a huge, like, a Santa bag out there. Well, it's ironic that um, Uncle Howard and his wife get the door, and they get the package, but also they pick up the other. Obviously, you know as 
watching this that Krampus left this big package. Yeah, it looks like a Santa Claus, uh, like a bag. sack or whatever. Yeah, yeah. full yep. of presents. Yep. So they t- they take him in, and and since you know Tom and and his wife weren't the one to get it, they didn't know right what's in there. So. That comes up later, but yeah, good, yes, good point. Yes, it does come up later. So Beth is walking down the street, and even though it's daytime, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it gets really dark at one since point. Since the snow is so heavy, you can't, it like blocks out the sun. Yeah. So it looks pretty dark. And as she's walking, see this dark, giant, horned figure leaping. When from, it gets really dark, like the clouds roll and it gets darker yes. than even normal. So we see this figure leaping from roof to roof. It's like a horned figure with a cape or something. Like basically watching her and she sees him. So she starts running and he chases her and she goes and slides underneath that DHL or FedEx, UPS, whatever, (laughs) DHL. But you know, it's, it's a delivery truck. The one that was there earlier. Which, for some reason, is stalled out in the middle of the road. She runs and slides underneath it. And then we see his hooves kind of walking around. And this is a part that, like, my kids kind of came in on. So Which is a creepy I let him. I let him watch it because I knew that there wasn't, like, any gore. But my daughter came and sat on my lap. And then, you know, there's a s- suspense. And she was, like, reaching for a blanket. She's like, Dad, I'm cold. And I'm like, you're not cold. <laughs> and she reached for the blanket. And she was, like, hiding her scary. eyes. It was funny. I need to try that. Bad parent. She's only three, but no, I paused it before anything happened. <laughs> okay. So I think we see hooves kind of stomping yep. around. And then the creature just leaves the jack in the box and leaves. But the jack in the box is kind of slowly turning itself. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know. Whatever yep. jack in box sound is. Something like that. So we're watching it and then. Does a clown pop out? Well, you don't really see. Okay, yeah. It so just pans above the, the truck and it shakes. And So we were assuming it kills or whatever it is. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was really, it was great because, I mean, this movie did a good job as far as it killed someone off in the first 10, 15 minutes and it was a kid. And she but was, it didn't really show anything. She was like, oh, I don't want to say In a regular scary movie, she would have been the main protagonist, like the yeah. teenage attractive girl or whatever. Yeah. And she was the first one to die in this yeah. movie. It would have been sweet if they just would have, like, I mean, I can understand PG-13, but they should have had some, like, blood shoot on the side or something yes. like that. Just to kind of set the tone a little bit. Once again, maybe there's a director's cut out there. Yeah, I know. But, but, but then, I mean, it pans back into the house and it's like happy-go-lucky kind of stuff again. No, well, well I kind think of. actually at this point, we're not sure if she dies. So maybe it's just making us think that she's okay. Yeah. And spoiler alert. Uh, so she's missing for a while. So Tom and Howard decide to go out and look for. Is this when they get the guns, or they get the guns later? Yeah, at this point. But I mean, I think we're missing a few spots because it goes back, and they go back into the house. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think now. But I know the part you're talking about. I think the, he, he's like, hey, he's like, does that rig of yours make it through this stuff? And he goes, if I point this stuff to the North Shore or... or I, I right, so they take the Homer out to go look for Beth. Yeah. 
And they go to her boyfriend's house, and there's yep. like a big split right through the chimney. And the whole house is kind of wrecked. And then there's yep. hoof prints all the way through the house. And then there's like a... I don't want to compare it to... I think maybe there's a scene in It or Beetlejuice where like it's like a snake going through the ground. Oh, yeah. But in this, it's through the snow. Yeah. I think it grabs a Howard. Yeah, Howard. And he wants to get sucked under and Tom finally gets him loose. Yeah, he grabs a gun, fires a couple oh, shots so they at did. It. He did have the gun at this time. Well, he had the yeah. big, he big uh, hand cannon. It's probably like a forty five Magnum or something. 44 Magnum. Whatever. But he's like, this is pretty heavy. It's, like, yes, was, it's my wife's yeah, gun. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that Chrissy's a whatever her name is. So they escape, get back to the house. They're freaking out. They never found Beth. No. And they're boring up all the windows. Howard's legs cut pretty good. He, he was Limping. getting bit by whatever was under the yeah, snow. Some kind of snake or something. No. But yeah, and the whole family's kind of freaking out, and this is where the tension starts building. They're yeah. fighting, and they're all ho- hovered around other. the fireplace. Yes, and uh, we got special Howie Junior there. See, by the how does he get lured to the fireplace with a gingerbread man? So the they drop a chain down, and there's a gingerbread man kind of chained down the, the chain, chain, and it's yeah. got some bells on it, and there's a gingerbread man in there. And the gingerbread man is like saying something or whatever, and they're jingling the bills, bells. So Howie, it's like wakes up, Howie, Jr. and he goes and grabs it, and he like takes a bite out of it, and then it comes alive, and then yeah, it like wraps around him and breaks him up the chimney. But they try to hold him down, right? Yeah, it's kind of a suspenseful scene as far as because uh, the mom Tony Collette's character goes and grabs him, and there's this kind of back and forth where you're wondering is she gonna pull him down or not. Right. And obviously, eventually, uh, they get Howie. And I mean, this movie—you know—part of me is all like, if you if you just had your son get scooped up a chimney by change, you'd probably be a little bit more. <laughs> oh shucks, that wasn't cool. But I mean, this movie is kind of over the top and goofy, so I guess I can't really fault it for. Yeah. You know. Well, lack uh, of- Howard, this is where he like. He becomes a little less of a dick and more like, yeah, selfless. Yeah, where he's like, I'm gonna go get my son and stuff. Yeah. So like, okay, maybe he really does care about other people, even though he seems like a dick the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, this is where we find out who Krampus is. Yeah. So this is a really cool scene. They do a cut scene. Um, where uh, is that? Was it claymation, kind of? I yeah, guess, or, yeah. Like it's either of, claymation or CG. Think of um, Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I thought it was really cool. It was very uh, it had a very Christmassy tone yes. to it. So you know, yeah, I guess Rudolph would be a good. Thing. It was like claymation or some kind of whatever. Yeah. But it was it was really cool. I thought that was a good change up. Um, you know, kept again with the 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 standard tropes of a not only a horror movie but a Christmas movie, right? You know, with that kind of cut scene. Well, first, so I thought that was pretty. cool. What we're talking about is is it Omi? Omi, yeah. Yep. Okay, so Omi is German from, or Austrian for grandma or something. A Bavarian, Austrian, German, yep. Whatever 
country back in her day. She tells the story of Krampus. And she says she knows of the demon that's chasing us. Once you lose the spirit of Christmas, he comes after you. And then we see this whole claymation type of her retelling. And apparently this beast killed her entire village besides her and left her with a bell. Bell. uh, Like a, I don't know, what was the word? Ballable? I I forgot, but no, yeah, it's like a little iron bell kind of thing. It's just a bell. Yeah. But there's a word specifically for it. I think Krampus is on it. But yeah, his name is yeah. like sketched into it. And basically, it seems like since she was the only one that made it through or survived. No, believed in Christmas oh, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. time. That's why he let her live. So it's kind of like Max, where he was the only yeah. one that really believed in the spirit of Christmas. No one really believes her, but then this sack of toys that Krampus left earlier starts getting out and attacking the whole house. This was this was an awesome scene because I I thought I'm kind of I've got a couple different thoughts on this. Part of me is really impressed with. It was just a cool scene seeing everything come alive, like all the creatures. And I mean, you see multiple different kind of creatures coming up at this point. Yeah, it's cool. But also another big problem I have is the the, the actual creature effects or the practical. I mean, there's a lot of CG on this, but there is also practical effects. And the practical effects were just fucking horseshit. Like towards the end of the movie with Krampus and him just having that same look on his face with his mouth half open. Yeah. It was fucking horseshit. I mean, I'm trying not to compare this to The Void, but it's, could you imagine if the same guys that did The Void had the money and budget to do this? Rated R? Uh, it'd be it'd be an instant classic 10 plus. A few, couple things off topic. I heard The Void people that made that open up like a new uh theme park really where you get to walk through and you're like a character in a movie and now all the other characters it's like westworld almost oh no shit but uh also yeah for some reason there's this give and take to where if you have good cgi you have bad practical effects in like, if you have, like, good practical effects, you have no CGI. Like, why can't you just mix them both together? No, I don't know. But that was a little disappointing, but... I, honestly, I didn't notice it. But I see no. what you're saying. Um... Okay, so Krampus kills everyone besides her. Evil toys attack. Okay, this is where shit starts to go down and people stop, start to drop. Which, what I like about this movie is... Yeah, they're not afraid. There's a lot of kids. Yeah. And... They're not afraid to kill kids. They're most all... We'll see. Okay, so the twins, Jordan and Stevie, start hearing Beth, Beth's voice from the attic. Yeah, so it's kind of... Actually, I will say, this movie... So, I mean, unlike, you know, I'm picking on your joyride again, but I thought there was a lot of really funny parts in this movie that that made me laugh. And yeah, this is <laughs> the one part because before um, Aunt, what God, what is is it Aunt May or what the hell is her Dorothy? The old aunt. Is it Dorothy? 
yeah. the old aunt is Dorothy. Yeah. She she makes some kind of comment where she's like, oh, you know how that stuff clogs my pipes up or whatever. Yeah. So apparently she just like ruined the bathroom on the main floor. So these kids are going up there and like, well, Aunt, Aunt Dorothy, you know, clogged <laughs> the toilet. So we got to come up here and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So that's why the kids are, are like by themselves far away Near from the attic. Else. Yeah. But they go up there and they see the jack in the box and it's doing its thing. The clown comes up, snatches Jordan, which is just one of the twins. Yep. I don't know how to separate them. Stevie runs away. They all get cornered in a room, and they're finally finished off all the toys. It was a pretty cool scene. I mean, again, I wish they would have showed a little bit more, but you just see Boots up. The jack-in-the-box is just, like, eating her whole. It's very um, cartoonish. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. But then the family's fighting off. They finally fight off all the toys. They think they're fine, finally. And then elves... Evil elves break through the windows. AKA Seth Green is one of them. I know it. Apparently, he has to be. He has yep. to be an elf. I don't know what else he'd play. He looks like an elf. Uh, <laughs> but they break through and they take Howard, Chrissy, and Dorothy. So Howard is the redneck dad. Chrissy is the little baby, and Dorothy is the aunt. I hope I'm saying that right. I've always said aunt. Goddamn Iowans. Uh, Golly. So what we have left is Tom and Sarah, the the parents from the main family. We have their son, Max. And Omi. And Stevie, one of the twins. Omi's still there, too. Yeah, right? Omi is yeah. still there, yes. Uh, they decide to make a run for a snowplow that Tom saw earlier on the search for Beth. He's in it. Uh, Krampus emerges from the fireplace like full fucking hoof and boot not boots but hoof and horns he's a creepy character so Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what Baphomet is what what is Baphomet never heard of like the satanic temple they're atheists basically but their god is a fake god it's a horn god. It's basically the devil. But yeah. goat head, goat legs, human torso and arms. And that's basically what this guy looks like. What Krampus yeah. looks like. Uh, it's creepy. It's a creepy looking, looking creature. Okay, but after Krampus pops out of the fireplace, only sacrifices herself to him. To save the rest of the family. So they all run off into the street. Towards the snowplow. And then Tom, Sarah, and Linda. They get the snake through the snow. Like whatever the creature. It's Krampus obviously. But the same like. Uh, yeah I was wondering if that's Krampus. Or if that's one of his. I mean he's got like so many minions. Or right. Whatever. whatever his power it's, it's is. Some, yeah something. He takes all the adults out. Through the ground. Sucks him into the snow or into the underworld, as Omi said. Yeah. And then Stevie. So it's just Stevie and Max. And Max. So Max is our main character, basically. Stevie gets taken by the elves. And then Max goes face to face with Krampus. 
And then, so that's kind of a weird. I mean, it, it plays on only story. Theme, the theme. Well, the theme that a lot of horror movies do. This little kid all of a sudden turns into a, a fearless badass, and he stands up to Krampus, and you know, yeah, the most innocent, yeah. scared one is the toughest yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess they did kind of play him off to be kind of a badass in the beginning because they they walk into the house with the ice pack on him because he got into a fight with yeah you know, one of the kids or whatever but uh, I mean I, I would be shit in my pants and I'm a grown man you know if Krampus was holding me by the head you know over a pit of whatever the fuck that was the underworld but yeah. he's the super calm the whole story is just what he's a believer so yeah that's why he's the one, the last one. But guess what? He's not a believer because he threw that Santa note out. So Krampus gives him the bell and it's wrapped in the note that he threw out. And then he apologizes to Krampus and Krampus seems to like take it, his apology. like. But then he drops him. And... Okay, I I get it. Yeah, then Krampus does drop him to the underworld. And it's like, ah! Next morning, Max wakes up, and it's Christmas Day, I'm assuming. Yeah. And everything's fine. Which is weird, because there's a little bit of a time jump. Because if you remember earlier in the movie, after the whole fight with the... um, uh, At the kitchen table, you know, Tim, or the dad, comes up, and he's talking. And he goes, you know, they're leaving... You know, Christmas Day, which is only three days from now. So there is a little bit of a time jump. Maybe. And then he's asleep for three days. No, keep going. Uh, this beer is not very good, by the way. It's all right. Uh, you're drinking it faster than I am. Um, So he wakes up. His whole family's there. And everything seems to be fine. No one really knows. No one acts like they even... Anything happened. And then he unwraps his first gift, and it's the the bell that Krampus gave him. And then everyone starts to remember what happened. Yeah. And it's like kind of a sellout. I don't like it. The ending? Well, because or? they kill everyone off, and I was like, this so is that's cool. What, this that's is what I want to ask you is, what is your take on the ending? Like, like if, if somebody was, like, explain the know. ending to me. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know. Was that whole thing real? Was it just a warning? Like, you better believe in Santa. Yeah. I don't know. I wish they would have just left everyone killed off. Because I think that was the coolest part about this movie is they kill fucking Everybody everyone. Yep. Yes. Which I know no one likes kids to die, but that's why it's so rare. That's what makes it good. Yep. So I, I, I love the ending and I did a lot of research on it because I was trying to figure out what it meant, what it meant. And basically what I found is that there's basically there's two fan theories with the ending. Um, one of them is that. So, so well. So, yeah, I, I guess we'll get detailed in the ending is the kid wakes up, he goes downstairs, he opens a present, and he gets the bell. And then there's a slow pan out of the camera. It zooms out into the house, and then boom, all of a sudden it zooms out. And the house is inside of a snow globe. Oh, yeah, it's a little jump scare. And then the snow globe is 
being put down by Krampus's hand and right. it's inside of a room or whatever you want to call it with the bajillion other snowballs. Right, he sees what you're doing. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. so there's two main fa- fan theories with this. One of them is that basically they're being punished and they have to repeat that same day, which which is like kind Happy of a twisted form day. of hell. Yeah, so I mean, they have to repeat that exact same like day yeah. and night where you know Krampus comes and right whatever. I disagree with that theory. And then there's another theory that says Krampus gave them a second chance, and then that bell in the globe is like a warning that says, "Hey, I'm watching you. Yeah, so don't do this again," kind of thing. So that's the other one. So I was going to ask you which one you more lean towards, and you think it's the warning one. Yeah, definitely the warning one. I'm I'm thinking it's more towards the other one. I mean, it'd be scarier, but why didn't the movie start with them knowing that? So I now that I think about it, like my theory doesn't really make as much sense. But at first, my theory is like, well, of course, it's you know them reliving that same day in hell because as soon as he opens that bell up, everyone's like, oh, everyone knows yeah, that's right. what happened. So I guess it could go both ways. That could be like a reminder, like, hey, oh yeah, this happened. But I think it's more my of- my idea is if it was more of like a warning, everybody would wake up and be all like, right. Did you have this same fucking crazy dream that I did kind of thing? Because I mean, that would be absolutely terrifying. So I think it's more of he's an anti Santa Claus. Well, that I'm leaning more towards the fact that, Hey, guess what? You're going to relive that same shit over and over again. Kind of thing. Cause I mean, why else would he have, I mean, but they all knew what happened. Why wouldn't the movie start out with them all being terrified? Well, because it didn't. It didn't. The movie started out before before. that. Yeah, you're right. You know, so, I mean, he's got this room that's, I mean, there's a lot of globes in there, but there's not, you know, but like millions of them. Yeah. So I feel like this is like, hey, you know what, you you, you know, you because... If you think back to the beginning of the movie, they did a really good job as far as making, you know, Howard and that family just an asshole. Like, you really, they 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 made you really hate them. And then, of course, you know, as shit starts to go down and whatever, people are going to come around and be a little bit nicer or whatever. But, no, I just feel that, um, you know, that, that, that whole thing just goes down as far as... as you know what? Hey, I'm saving your globe. You guys are assholes. I'm going to make you relive this every day and whatever. No, I didn't, I didn't think that at all. No. I think it was it was just anti-Santa Claus, making sure everyone stays in line. Yeah. Santa Claus rewards, he punishes. Yeah. But, but why would they pan out and show just a room of like, you know, a small amount of globes rather than all of them? Okay. Well, Santa Claus can't realistically hit every city and every person in the world in one yeah. night what, what, what about them like remembering after the fact like oh wait yeah I'm seeing you open this up they learned their lesson yeah but I mean when when they first wake up that morning like everybody's all you know, happy go lucky kind of thing you'd think if you know. like had a dream like that like yeah it'd be I guess a the dream does make sense so it was like oh we did all have the same dream yeah. I don't know. I guess I never really thought that deeply into it. I like the ending. I love it. Yeah. I, I love the ambiguity of it, really. Yeah, I like it. It, it does it does it good. It does a really good job as far as 
Yeah. You know. I think this movie, in most Christmas movies, especially recently, it's supposed to be more fun. So, like, I don't think we're supposed to take him that seriously. Which is like, no, I, I mean, like about him a lot. Because this movie is really goofy and it's over the top right. and whatever, so. So, like, a little funny stuff. It's on the nose. We're supposed to know about it. Like, it's not, we're not supposed to take everything serious, but yeah, it's a good movie. What'd you give it? I gave it an eight. I gave it the exact same thing. Yeah? It's a good movie. All right. It's a good movie. Let's pause for a second. Pause for the cause. Yeah, bud. All right, I see a big grin from Drunk Darius, so that must mean it's time for the Drunk Darius deep dive, 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 the scariest thing about a good horror movie is how realistic it is. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Um, no. Do you know I want to. Yeah. What's but that? there's too much technology out there to... What about not. I could stumble off in the Oregon woods and never see me again. You don't think there could be a giant... Maine living in there? Absolutely not. Zero percent. What's that creature Joe Rogan always talks about? Uh, Something like Pithecus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time ago, though. Did you know that sharks live in two parts of the world? In two parts of the world? Yeah, the northern and southern hemisphere. Yeah, because there's no <laughs> eastern and western hemisphere. <laughs> oh, no. I was just going to troll you. Uh... So, on the horror movie podcast recently, one of the guys did a real review kind of like this about a movie called Strange Nature, which actually seems kind of good. I was going to do a fake one about Strange Wilderness with Steve Zahn. <laughs> God. <laughs> Which is a Bigfoot movie, but also it's a funny movie. But no, no, no. I'm going to do this over the Clove Hitch Killer. Ooh, that's a brand new movie, isn't it? It's pretty brand new. I don't know how new it is, but I just heard about it and I just watched it. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, so you're not going to ruin anything in it, are you? I'm going to ruin it. No, not really. Not anything you want to see from... uh, reading about it or watching the trailer or something. Right. I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. The, the trailers that I don't watch. I know you don't watch trailers. Alright, let's see what you got. Drunk nerd. live in one. Uh, you don't live in a trailer. <laughs> Even if you do. Okay. Horror movies are a great escape from the real terrors of everyday life. There's a real positive physical reaction to being scared, but with no real risk or danger from horror movies. When, what if the danger was real? The scariest movies are the ones that could actually happen. That actually have happened. 
The 2018 movie, The Clove Hitch Killer, centers around a teenage boy who finds a pornographic image in his dad's truck that leads him down the path to believing his father may be an infamous serial killer. Far-fetched, right? Not so much. (laughs) Many real serial killers have children. Many of them were... Thought to be good, loving family men. The father in this movie is thought of as a loving, well-respected family man. He's an active member in a church and a Boy Scout leader. The killer in this movie has a fetish for bondage porn, knows a lot about knots, taunts his victims, and murders in a very unsettling way. All of those things could be said about Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. Bind, torture, kill. Bind, torture, kill. That's what BTK stands for. His family had no clue. They actually came out later. His daughter did. Talking about this. It begs the question, how well do you really know someone? There are several active serial killers who could know who they are? It could be anyone. It could be your neighbor. It could be your best friend. It could be the guy sitting across from you at a table recording a podcast with you right now. <laughs> it could even be your father. I mean, not my father, because my dad's a well-respected, loving man. This is the genius of the Clove Hitch Killer. The true terror of real life possibilities all exposed on the set, the big screen in front of you. 8 out of 10, we're watching again. There you go, giving your ratings on 2018 movies. Very relevant, especially with what I read recently about that guy that just got picked up. We talked about this last episode. He, He could very well go down as the greatest, that's a terrible word. Not greatest, but the most, most infamous, infamous, yes, whatever you want to say, it, serial killer. Yeah. Because he's at the point, he's old, he doesn't give a fuck. What was his name? I don't remember. Uh, there's a podcast called The Happy Face, Happy Face, Happy yep. Face Killer. In uh, almost every episode, there's an interview with his daughter, and he she talks about some stuff about how he's fucked up, but most of it is just about how great he was. Who? Oh, the happy face killer? Is that actual killer? Yeah, it's a real serial oh. killer. Oh, shit. And then BTK's daughter has come out in a few interviews. Really? That's saying how she hates him now, but they never saw it coming. No, I bet. But That's in, crazy. In this movie, there's a little twist. You don't know, really know who the killer is, but they kind of... Is it based on a true story? No, but it's so much it could be, though. like BTK because he's oh. a a scout leader. He's in the church. I don't know. I think they're yeah. basically pointing towards. I'll BTK. I'll watch it for sure because I've seen some stuff on it. So it's a good movie. Damn. But there's even another twist at the end that's even better. But I'm not gonna say anymore. Yeah, you better not. Don't ruin that shit, son. Well, I think we wrapped up episode 11 in record time. Yeah, a mere three hours. No, two and a half. Damn.
Dang. It's, it's like, like an hour earlier than last week. And our 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 uh, listeners aren't going to get their money's worth with this with this week's episode. Um, anything you want to add to either the movies, anything we've talked about so far, anything? Mm. Mm. That's it. No, just all right. It's <laughs> the scariest thing. <laughs> so next week, sticking with the Christmas theme. I almost changed this up mid-podcast to another movie because I've got the older movie and I was really torn between a couple, but I ultimately went with A Christmas Evil. I think it's 1980. I'm not really sure. But the old movie next week is Christmas Evil. The new one is... Dun-dun-dun. Better watch out. Better not out. Better not cry, I'm telling you why. It's better watch out, right? It is a better watch yeah. out. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I started to, yeah. and some stuff happened. But it's been it's been said as like a Home Alone. Sweet. But sweet, sweet, sweet. It's like a dark Home Alone. So if if I'm following right, the segment next week is Zombie Gem of the Week. Is that right? That would be cool, right? Oh, man. I am excited because I'm going to have to do some homework. Go through all my collection. Go through all my movies that I know of. And I am going to do my best and find Real a gem. Christmas-themed Zombie Gem of the Week. Ooh, I can't even think of. We'll see if I can come through. And I can't pick like a, you know, a movie that people have heard of. Mo, I, I should say I can't pick a movie most people have heard of. I got I got to get something a little obscure. So it's it's I've got my work cut out for me. But the discussion topic next week is being chosen by yours truly, Drunk Darius the Third. What do you got for next week for discussion? Oh, man, I had something, but. I'm going to stay on the Christmas topic. It doesn't have to be a Christmas topic. I know. It's just got to be a good, good discussion topic. Something something we'll have fun talking about. Okay. Top five worst demons. Top five worst demons? Scariest demons. So, like, I don't know. You know Exorcist. Toby. Toby, yeah, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Right. Probably just gave one of my own way, but whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. A lot of scary Tobys. Um, I'm trying to think. Is that... I mean, man, this is going to be coming up fast. We're pumping these out, man. I know. We're, so we're, like, we're pumping these out. Nothing for horror happening, so we wouldn't watch. I, know. I might actually have to watch some movies before we record. Yeah, I'll send you a list. Which I left some stuff yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make we'll have to send each other a list of uh, the must sees before we do our. We have to year end. As soon as I get PTO January first, I'll just take a couple of days off. Yeah. Binge. I am 
luckily for me, work is really slowing down. So once we get past the holidays and that kind of stuff, I think I got like a fishing trip or two planned right after New Year's. But that's why we'll have our year-end episode out probably mid-January. It's just going to be difficult for us to record a show because we got a lot of... I'm, I'm doing a lot of traveling, so... I have four Let's parties see. this weekend, and I'm guns to go to the party. That's right. Anything else before we sign off? I guess we'll, we'll go over. So next week, um, I mean, just a reminder, if, if you guys are just tuning in and you're new to our show, what we like to do, obviously, you've already listened to this one, but we choose one older and one newer horror movie to go over, and we always will choose the next week's movies so you guys can have a chance to watch them. So next week is Christmas Evil and Better Watch Out. So if you're listening to this, hopefully we get this up ASAP so you guys can have a little chance to watch those movies and then follow along with us as we break them down and talk about them as well too. So next week is Christmas Evil and Better Watch Out. The segment is Boss Tuna's Zombie Gem of the Week. And our discussion topic is Top 5 scariest or worst demons anything to add before we sign off OJ's innocent I hope this was as good for you as it was for us boom mm, that was incredible is it good for you <laughs> I've had better <laughs> <laughs>